Well, guys, the following here is a conversation between me and Matt T of the Great Deception Podcast, Monday Night Master Debaters. Talks a lot about some really crazy, cool shit. And uh, really, really honored to call him one of my best friends in this conspiracy podcasting world, man. We work together every week, and we have a blast doing it. But I found out some shit about him. Is he a trash bag? Is he a stand-up guy? Is he both? Well, you're about to find out, okay? Um, in all honesty, thank you so much, Matt, for doing this talk. And uh, for everything that you do, man, you bring a lot of cool people together. And we are going to continue the awesome show led by you, Monday Night Master Debaters. And um, again, real happy to be a part of that. So without getting too sentimental here, we're going to roll into this. And we talked for uh, over two hours here, talked about all kinds of shit. A little bit about his past, a little bit about his uh, junk food habits and some of his more trashy behavior. And he does have some, despite being uh, what most people would call a stand-up member of society. We all have our little dark secrets, okay? And uh, this was a fun one. Um, so, as always, guys, make sure that you check out the work of the guest. You know this guy, I'm sure. If you've listened to any of my Monday Night Masturbators, he is the host of the ones that I post, okay? This is his show, and I'm just lucky enough to go along for the ride. So, um, enjoy this one. It was fucking fun. And let's get into it. Here we go. What is up, everybody? Excited for this new installment of this uh, little sideshow I'm doing. Got one of my good buddies from The Great Deception. We also, uh, you know, do these Monday Night Master Debaters every week that he put on. He's kind enough to have me every single week, and we just kind of uh, light it up. I'm hearing more often that that is the best roundtable show out there. So, I mean, you're doing something right with that, dude. People are really enjoying it. And for the record, Kim here thinks that you're very smart. So, uh, you know, I don't know what you want to do with that. She's not the brightest bulb out there, but she thinks that you're very, very smart. She likes what you posted about the Suez Canal recently here. So um, she might be greatly disappointed after today. <laughs> yeah, I told her, I was like, yeah, I'm going to talk with that dude here in a second. And she's like, oh, what are you guys going to talk about? Like Star Forts or like, you know, 1800s history. I was like, no, we're going to see how much of a trash bag he was as a kid. So <laughs> she was like, fuck, and, you know, she wanted to get into something deep. I'm like, I talk with him every Monday, so um but yeah man i mean first of all dude i'd like to see how everyone's doing uh what you're up to and and just how things are up there you're in the uh northeast part of the country yeah so, uh you were telling me it's fucking hot shit's kind of kind of weird up there but how's everything else good man in the process of uh moving i'm mo i'll be moving in the next couple of weeks here um, I'm, I'm renting a house and uh really looking forward to it dude i feel like a caged rat in this college apartment complex that i've been in for the last two years so gonna go back to like civil living again and not in a basement dungeon i bet some of your neighbors are the worst people in the world actually right around me is good in this complex oh my god or just across the street there's like there's the low-income housing area and holy shit the stuff that comes out of there woo. really i was oh. mostly talking about like the liberal college kids and stuff like that you know what it is? Most of them are Asian here, so okay. they don't even they won't even make eye contact with white people. So gotcha. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, they just go the other way. As soon as they see me, I'm like the devil to them. So they put their head down and just keep plus they have their masks on indoors and outdoors. So you can't see what they're doing anyway. 
Well, they were hearing for the past two years that people like you would beat the shit out of them on the subways and stuff. So they don't want to look at you. Yeah, but if you read the paper, you know who's really doing it. That's the funny part. It's <laughs> yeah, not me. They yeah. have a lot more melanin than I do. <laughs> That's true, dude. No, it's funny, man. It's crazy how the news will will throw these things out. But we're not going to talk about that serious shit here today. I want to, um, first of all, get a little origin story about you, man. Where'd you start off? You grew up a little trashy. You grew up with some money. Uh, how How were things growing up for you? Uh, I grew up in a dysfunctional, functional household is, is how I put it. I mean, we were borderline, we were, you know, lower middle class. My dad worked for IBM at the time. Um, we lived in New Jersey for the first nine years of my life. I mean, that should really explain it. I mean, New Jersey is the armpit of America. Um, and you know, we, I was kind of like a feral child for the most part, you know, we were in that age where in the summertime you were outdoors from sunrise to sunset. And if you were indoors, it was cause you were either being punished or eating lunch or something. Mm. And we spent a lot of time, you know, out in the, I call it the woods, but it was, you know, like a, a, a wooded area across the street, you know, building forts, messing around on skate ramps with our bikes and just doing kid stuff, you know? And, uh, yeah. And then we moved to Connecticut when I was like 10 and, uh, I've been in new England, so to speak ever since. Dude, the forts are a high point of my childhood that, and then when you're talking about skateboarding ramps and bike ramps and stuff, are you talking like just getting a basic piece of wood and throwing a toolbox or something under it and jumping it? Oh no, no, no. We had full half pipes. We're talking like eight, 10 foot drop-ins. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. We used to just like set up real ghetto ramps. Yeah, no, we had these, it was cool. Cause when I was in New Jersey, I was probably at the time I was like seven or eight and we had these high school kids that were real like delinquents, you know, smoking, smoking weed and hanging out. And they built this massive half pipe in the woods Damn. and it was awesome. So we just take our bikes up there and drop in and, you know, more often than not end up with, bangs and bruises and blood but we never went to the hospital never went home it was like just get up suck it up and move on were the high school kids pretty cool with you guys doing that or were they kind of like pushing you guys around a little bit we just made sure they weren't there oh really they didn't want us around their ramp at all they told us if they found us on it they'd kill us so we'd do it like when they weren't around or we could tell they were smoking and and, because one it was one of our uh, little guys older brothers so if if he was in the house, he'd come running out and he's like, OK, I think we got like 15 minutes. Let's go. Oh, and shit. we'd all get our bikes. And then as soon as we heard they were there, we would ditch our bikes as far away so that there was no idea that, that we were around because we didn't want to get the shit kicked out of us. What do you mean? You'd like leave your bikes, like hide your bikes? Well, we'd go. We had a fort like we were talking about a fort in the woods where we go stash them. That's dope. So while yeah, these we guys had are- like a legit fort. I mean, we spent. A whole summer building it it had like legit walls uh we made a dirt floor but we you know we brought stuff in like chairs and stuff like that and we had uh we had a two stories because we built it on a tree so we nailed uh steps on a tree and then built a second level as like a lookout tower up there that's yeah so did you like nail two by fours into the tree to climb up it or how'd that go yeah yeah there were two by four you know like steps on the tree that we put up there to get up and were you guys into smoking weed or anything like that when you were? Because what age is this? This was like nine and under. I moved okay. to Connecticut. I didn't. I didn't start smoking weed till high school. Okay, really, None of your friends? I was pretty straight. I mean, I was too busy doing kid shit. You know, yeah. like I was. I was outdoors. I didn't. You know, I didn't have any free time to think about smoking weed or anything. 
Did any kids like ever bring like a bottle of beer or any like, you know, vodka or any weed, anything like that? None of your friends fucked with that stuff? Not when we were little. In, okay. in Connecticut, by the time we got to like middle school is when you start like separating. You know, sure. there were some and, and like half of my friends went like because I was into sports. So like growing up, every you know, everybody starts in the youth sports. And then when you get to like middle school, they started splitting out. And there was the, you know, the drinkers, the potheads the you know the jocks and then the girls and we we try and you know whatever group but we we still were pretty close even yeah. though like they didn't play sports anymore and we didn't drink or smoke as much we'd all still you know get together on friday or saturday and hang out okay so then before before you move um and you might have already kind of touched on this did you have brothers and sisters in your in your family there yeah i'm the oldest i got a younger brother and then the baby is my sister they're they're both like two years apart any of them ever like tag along with you my brother didn't until like later okay. but my brother and i man i i always stood stood up for him but i was tough on him yeah, yeah. I, didn't, have... I didn't want him to be a little pushover so we got in a lot of fights as kids and you know a lot That's of good. like he'd go home crying to mom and then that was the worst because i didn't want to hear her or deal with her so because she didn't want to deal with us so <laughs> it was <laughs> it was kind of this round robin that's funny dude because we used to always have like a friend or two that would try and bring their little brother around to hang out with us and we would always be so pissed like because yep. we think that we're doing like bad kid stuff and we weren't we were just doing normal kid shit riding bikes and maybe talking about some stuff that like we didn't want the little one to go and tell on like the shit that we were talking about. So I just think there's always that friend. And I was wondering if you were the friend that would do that. You no, know, like see, because <laughs> my game changer was at like eight years old. I found my dad's playboy stash. Oh shit. So it was like, we'd bring those to the fort, hand them out. And, and then stupid me didn't realize that you kind of have to, if you take them, you kind of have to put them back. And they just started disappearing. Cause my friends would you know, just start taking them. And then my dad caught, essentially caught us stealing them. And oh man, did you get in trouble for that? that? You think he? Oh be, yeah, you'd think he'd be happy for you. No, no, no. He he was looking for an excuse to give us a spanking. Man, that was really that was, his, that was his bread and butter. So you grew up, you grew up with like some serious discipline. Like if you fucked up, you got you got smacked around. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You would get disciplined for for verbal shit like just saying the wrong thing not even like in like just being inappropriate not even like cursing or anything you could catch a spanking for that so yeah it was one of those where it, he he was kind of frustrated you know so he took it out on us and because of his job and stuff yeah he was just he was stuck in that middle class 80s life you know and and he knew it and he was the only one working so he was providing for all of us which you could do back then it's yeah. not as hard as it is now but so, you know, he was just like, yeah. And and when, when he had to deal with us on top of all the other bullshit, it was like, oh, okay. Dude, that is the life of the 80s and 90s dad. They're pissed off constantly about nothing. It's crazy. Yeah. That's how my dad was, too. And my, my, my dad's awesome. I say it all the time. But, dude, just like the littlest shit would set this dude off. And it's yep. like, I, I didn't understand it because my mom worked, too. It was a little different than than your setting. But same thing i mean middle class you know exact same thing but it's funny dude like the air conditioner the leaving the refrigerator open all this little shit that like you don't get as a kid and now i do understand it because like if you're just leaving your refrigerator open you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot a little bit but what kind of uh first of all did did your parents ever catch you um like fucking a chick in the house or doing anything like 
with a girl in the house or did you were you allowed to have girls in your room or anything like that oh no dude we were i wasn't even even through high school i wasn't allowed to have girls in my room it wasn't until like i met my wife and my parents had divorced at the time so and that was the thing once my parents divorced then uh and and mom took control of the house it was like a college frat house anything went you know, it was it was no whole like she would come up in my room and it'd be like three or four of my friends and this is like just after high school for me and she'd come up in my room and we'd be smoking in there and she'd be like you guys need any munchies i'm going to the grocery store and we're like oh yeah yeah can you grab this this and this and that's how it was at my house there were people coming and going you know uh just i mean it wasn't like a huge group just my close group of friends but yeah, that was that was a that was a weird time, man. It was like my my childhood home turned into just like a little little hangout. Yeah, that's wild, dude. So why why do you think that changed so much? Was she trying to kind of like push back against what your dad was trying to instill in you guys, like the strict discipline? Well, see, the problem was she had me when she was like nineteen. Okay, so she never got that college life. Mm, and, okay, and once. You know, I was at a high school. My brother was just about to graduate. My sister was getting into high school. She went through that midlife crisis and, you know, wanted to live that college life. So mm. she didn't want to be tied down with the family anymore, that kind of thing. So things got weird for a little while. And, you know, she started like dating other people and they got divorced. And then she moved away and moved back and then moved away again. So it was it was just like really unstable at the time. So. Mm, that's interesting man um because you seem to to really instill in your son like leadership skills and like being a team player and shit like that just from what i hear from you know the way that you interact with them and stuff so it's interesting that you at least picked up the good shit right and and i mean i don't see you letting your your son smoke later when he's older just like smoking weed in the house and stuff like that yeah no not till he's a grown man man yeah yeah no but that was the thing that's what sports did for me right and that's you know, I'm thankful for my father for being my, and my dad was big into sports too. Um, and that was kind of like where you had to stay disciplined. You had to be a good team player yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. So that played a big role in it too. So it was well, kind of a get, balance of both. When'd you get into sports? Oh, I, my, my dad said it was at like at birth, like I came out of the crib throwing shit. So yeah. I remember at like two years old, my mom called my dad frantically because I was throwing up like to myself, I had this little, you know, like Fred Flintstone bat set, wiffle ball set, and I hit it and broke a, uh, the not chandelier, but the the light that was above our dinner table. And she's like, I can't control him, and he's only two. And my, <laughs> and my father still talks about it to this day. He's like, Yeah, that kid just came out of the womb wanting to hit and throw things. So it was always baseball. That was like the thing that you were kind of almost raised to enjoy because that's that was what my dad was into the most. But as you know, as with any kid, it was whatever season it was. So come fall time, all the football stuff came out. And then the winter, it was all basketball stuff. And, you know, uh, so it was those three for the most part. And we'd play street hockey and stuff in our neighborhood. But I never got on ice till I was like 35. So are you using rollerblades or just feet? Yeah. Yeah. We were doing rollerblades or feet. It depended. Okay. So did you do like leagues as a child, like as a young, young kid, like the first actual league that you got into, what was that? Uh, that would have been T-ball at like five kindergarten. Yeah. Okay. And that's crazy too, because I got into that and uh, on my first, 
my first couple of years of Little League, I had this girl on my team that had muscular dystrophy. She <laughs> and and so they basically what they did is they didn't want her playing because they said she was an insurance risk. And my father stepped up for her parents and was like, No, I will I will, you know, vouch that this nothing will happen to this girl. So basically my job in T ball was he put me right in front of her and I had to any ball that was hit anywhere near us, I had to make sure I caught it or knocked it down so it didn't hit her. Oh and, man, uh, that's pressure, dude. And so it was crazy. But at the same time, it taught, you know, that was such a cool lesson as a young kid that sits with me today that, you know, to to protect anyone that's vulnerable, but you got to give them the opportunity to play because when this girl got a chance, man, everybody was up on the fence, you know, cheering for her and she'd hit it and, you know, struggle to run to first base, but the other team would let her get there every time, you know, that kind of thing. And it was really cool. Yeah. It's wild. It, to me, that seems like a massive, like a, a, like a risk that's not worth taking. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's nice that she was able to do it, but um, there's something very strange about that. And it is kind of funny that you were the one in charge of making sure that nothing happened to her. Cause as a kid, that's gotta give you some, some anxiety a little bit, a little bit, but at the same time I had been doing it for so long that I was like, okay, this is cool. Now I have a job. It was T-ball. It was boring to me. I should have been up anyway. Really? Yeah. Huh? That's pretty cool, dude. So with with that, was it like the way that you guys did T-ball? Because we did it where the coaches would pitch, but then if you struck out, you hit off a tee. Is that how you guys did it too? Or no? for the first two for the first season, we did everybody did T all the time. Okay, so the T just stayed there, and then the next season was the coach pitch. And like you said, if if after like five pitches, if you didn't hit it, they throw the T out there for you. Okay, yeah, man. No T-ball was the shit. And then like you know, you do like two years of mini minors here. Two years yep. of minors, and then you, if you're good enough you, to qualify for majors, you would get in majors. I got in majors because they on the on the uh, when you're going out to do the tryouts, they hit a pop fly to us, and we'd have to catch it and then like field it and like do all the little drills and stuff. And dude, I missed mine because the sun was shining right fucking in my face the time that I was going up there. I missed mine. It hit me in the mouth, oh. and dude, it, it like. I was all bloody, dude, and I was crying. I go in, and dude, like they they uh, they took me in for. Uh, I, I got on the Marlins, I think, and it was because like the guy was like, "I just like how much heart he has." It's like, <laughs> dude, I, I I and I didn't even want to play, um, because I I was getting into other stuff, dude. I started liking like motorcycles and other things like that, but I felt like pressure from my dad to continue playing baseball, so I stuck with it a couple years after I didn't even want to anymore. But it sounds like you were always just in love with them. Oh, but yeah, that was the one thing. Like I, I felt pressure in other sports sometimes that I like I, I played soccer a lot when I was younger. And I got to a point when I was like in elementary school that I'm like or middle school that I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. But my dad wanted me to do it. So we had to keep doing it for a little bit. And then I finally realized, man, just tell him you don't want to do it. Yeah. And, you know, it's not going to break his heart or anything. And I did. And it was awesome because then I could start doing what I wanted to do. But there is that like trepidation at first, like, man, what if I tell him? And that's what I'm trying to do with my son is like, you know, I don't I ask him what he wants to do. It's not yeah. like, OK, buddy, it's soccer season. We're going to sign you up. It's like, OK, do you, what do you want to do this season? You're going to do something, you know, yeah. and that's what I've emphasized to him is do something. And I don't care if it's martial arts. I don't care if it's sports. I don't care if it's an instrument, but just do something because too many kids just sit on their ass, man. And yeah. And, and they're useless. They have no skills. 
You know, I, one thing I wish that my dad would have done was get me more into martial arts and make me stick with it a little bit. It sounds kind of cruel, but like he got me in karate and karate's gay. It sucks. Yep. I mean, like, you know, I, I wish that I would have gotten into like jujitsu, wrestling, boxing, stuff like that, because I was always pretty good at fighting, not like a, you know, MMA level, like UFC type dude. But, you know, me and my friends would fuck around and I'd always beat them wrestling, even if they were bigger than me. We do like little like boxing. We had like actually a fight league in the bathroom at school. And that was That's pretty awesome. Fun. Dude, it was so sick in high school. <laughs> there was this one kid. I'll tell you a story real quick. And then I, I got some questions about the snack bar uh, at, the, right. at the baseball. So, dude, there was this guy um, that was acting like one of these like uh, real like centered martial artist dudes. He Is did he doing like, like he centering his chi. Yeah, yeah, he did like he said he did Krav <laughs> Maga. Brother who did that, man, really? Oh, so yeah, he was sitting there and like before they're fighting, so he's fighting this big Mexican dude, and this is like this little Asian guy, and um, the Mexican dude looks like a gangster, like he looks like a grown man. He's got a mustache in high school, wearing a wife beater under his shirt. He takes his shirt off. He's, he's ripped, and I'm like everyone's thinking that this Asian guy is gonna beat this big Mexican dude up, and I was like, dude, this guy's gonna fuck this guy up. And this guy's going in, and he has this goofy stance. He's basically putting one hand out, his his lead hand, which was his right hand. So he's fighting kind of southpaw, right? His right hand was, like, flat, way in front of him, and the other hand was just down. And it looked like a martial arts movie. Like, he's going in just to fucking, you know, basically, like, I'm, I'm trying to paint a picture of it, but it'd be like your body is like the turkey, and this dude's arm is the the head and the neck of the turkey. He's going out fighting this dude like this. The guy's got a regular, like, orthodox boxing stance. And literally the first punch that this dude throws was just a quick jab and then, a, like, an overhand right and just fucked this dude up. Like, literally broken teeth, broken nose. I mean, just fucked this dude's face up. And he then this the Mexican guy up? No, no, the Mexican dude fucked oh, up. Oh, okay. Asian that's, dude what up. I, yeah, my... that's what I thought this story was going. Okay, good. The, yeah, the little Asian guy got fucked up. Oh, man. Yeah, because he's acting like he's got some, like, you know, and the, the Mexican dude was actually a little scared because everyone's like, yeah, this dude's going to fuck this guy up. And this guy just wrecked this little, like, poser. So well, it's bad. like that guy, you've seen that video of the, the, like, whatever he is, some Far Eastern religion practicer, and he's like, I can protect myself. I'll defend your punches without even doing anything. And the guy punches him and knocks him out. Yeah. And then he goes to pick him up like, dude, sorry, but you didn't even defend yourself. You yeah. So much for your force. Yeah. It's wild when people actually get so absorbed in that. And I saw that firsthand, like as a, as a young That's high school, wild. dude, it's so funny, but um, yeah, man, I'm really interested in the snack bar situation. Cause we used to have bomb food at the snack bars at my, my place. I used to work at the snack bar. I used I, to. Yeah. Everyone had to like, you know, we'd skim a little off the top. We needed okay. some batting gloves or, you know, some new sneaks. We'd, we'd, we'd load up that tip jar heavy. So, oh, you take some cash out. I thought you were talking about food. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. We'd put the, we'd put some, we'd make some swaps and, uh, and, and tip. We had a little scam going on the snack bar for like a year or two. You better make sure and... the statute of limitations is out of, uh, out of date on that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And I know the people <laughs> that run it now and they hold no grudges. So that's funny, man. Okay. So it's actually, kind of... actually, my sister, they're down in, they, they just, uh, my sister's team, uh, my niece is 10U. They're at the World Series of softball right now and they just won this morning. So they're in the finals tomorrow. Dope. And they just have to win once to win it all. It's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations on that, man. I remember when you were talking about that. Did they end up raising, 
enough money or did some parents have to come up with some extra? They, I think they got a couple like local businesses to donate at the last minute, but they went down with like a banner, you know, probably like 20 feet wide of all the sponsors and stuff. It was really cool. Dope. Yeah. I hope that they win, man. That's good. That, Cause yeah, that when, when you have success at something early as a kid, you, you're, you tend to stick with it. You know what I mean? I was real yep. middle of the road baseball player. So that's why I didn't like it. I was actually really good racing. So I enjoyed that more. You like the shit that you're good at. So yep. that's that's probably obviously why you stuck with baseball, because it sounds like you're pretty damn good at it. But um, was there any good food or was it just your run of the mill, like hot dogs and bullshit? Yeah, it was just there wasn't anything like crazy. The best, you know, like the, the go to was the slushy machine. Um, okay. but yeah, you got a free hot dog if you hit a home run. Uh, they had hot dogs, burgers, fries, you know, nothing cool. And even today, they haven't really upgraded it with anything. Like, I've been to some places where they have, like, chili fries, and, and they go all out. You know, they'll do some local, like, one even one place even serves, like, a fried lobster tails or some shit. No fucking way. Like, really wild. Yeah, down by the, down in the coast of Connecticut. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes a little more sense, because it's like, they're just going out there and fishing it up. Yeah, yeah it's that's... local stuff, I mean, yeah. Okay. Did they do like chicken strips? I mean, like I, I'm trying to picture Back the then they now. weren't that big. It was it was mainly just burgers and dogs. Burgers and, and dogs. Okay. Yeah. And then you could get ice cream. You know, they had the bin of ice cream, like the 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 ice cream man would have different bars, and everybody would fight over like the WWE bars or the <laughs> you know who wants the last Pac Man. Did they have a fountain for drinks, or did they just give you cans or bottles? It was well. They had fountain soda, and then they had uh, like bottles of Gatorade or whatever, and bottled water and shit. Okay, yeah, that's not too bad as long as they like because the, the the cans fucking it really lets you feel like a piece of shit when you're playing baseball and you just get a can and you yeah, you're sitting on the bench with a can. Yeah, it does. It's not a good look, man. That's like a beer league softball move. And were you a big sunflower seed dude as a kid? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. And you know, now. Particular- it, flavor well now they got flavors when i was a kid it was just the sunflower seed you know salted that was it yeah okay and now they got you know you name it they got dill pickle they got ranch buffalo flaming hot oh they got bacon they're sweet and sweet and salty oh there's so many good ones now imagine playing nine innings as a kid chewing on flaming hot sunflower seeds you're gonna have a heart attack or something probably that or you're gonna pay the price the next day out your asshole you know <laughs> Dude, I, there was a kid man when we when in pe and in uh when we first got into middle school seventh grade uh we had to run the mile uh once every quarter of school and this kid ate a bag of hot Cheetos for lunch and threw it all red. It looked like the exorcist, oh. dude. It was terrifying. And it, it made me not want to eat hot Cheetos for a long time. Do you have a, a flavor of uh, of uh, sunflower seeds now? My go-to is sweet and salty. Sweet and salty. What brand? It's David's. Okay. Yeah. And then the what spits? they have is like, it's like a caramel salt on uh caramel sugar on 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 some of them and then salt on the others so you get it, it's a nice mix that's interesting salted caramel and salt yeah huh. so you do get a little sweetness but i mean it's not it's not like dehydrating you with the sugar oh not at all okay i mean as much as sunflower seeds do well sunflower seeds are worse they're supposed to hydrate you right like i know that like they'll um if people pass out or something like in high school they would give people like salt cubes, 
right? Because yeah, doesn't or the... smelling salts they'll make you smell and that'll wake you up real quick. Yeah, dude, those are my friend worked at a golf course and he would bring those home and if someone would fall asleep at a party, they would stick that under their nose. Oh and... shit, man! Yeah, those things are wicked. Yeah, it makes you like trip out and then you wake up and you're angry because of how you woke up. Oh, but I no, <laughs> have you tried those spits sunflower seeds? No, what's that? Oh, it's a it's a legit brand, dude. It's nice. It, they're they're like bigger seeds. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just something to them. I don't like the Davids that much. After I've had the spits, they make yeah, the no, dill pickle. Some, I don't know what the brand is around up here. There's some like local brand that makes all these weird ones, and my son loves the dill pickle ones. So that's our go to right now. Yeah, I'm 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 there with your son. I think that the dill pickle's the shit. I like that kind of sour sourness to stuff problem is you can't eat too many of them otherwise you start getting like canker sores and shit really they're so sour yeah huh okay so then let's get to where you like so because you got pretty high up in in baseball you did pretty darn well with that um tell me a little bit about that just how like how everything kind of evolved from little league to you know high school and then after that yeah i mean i loved it as a kid like that was all i wanted to do was was play baseball until I got to like middle school. Then I wanted to play basketball for a couple of years. And that was thanks to Michael Jordan. So uh, then I realized I was, I was slow white and couldn't jump. So I went back to baseball, hardcore. And uh, I, you know, honestly, as like a little leaguer, I was, I was like average, you know, I was smaller in size. I hadn't really grown yet. And then once it went to the big field at like 13, 14. That's when I kind of separated from a lot of my friends and stuff like that, because I stuck with it. And a lot of them were like, ah, it's so, so. And then I I did pretty well in high school and my senior year, I got, uh, I I actually played varsity as a sophomore and it wasn't for a good reason. It was because my, my good buddy, uh, was killed in a car crash. Oh man. Uh, that summer of it was, it would have been going into his junior year and it was my going into my sophomore year. And uh, yeah, he was getting looked at by like the Kansas City Royals at the time and and was definitely going to do something with baseball after high school. And uh, yeah, man, another kid on the tree on the team was drunk and hit a tree on passenger side. And damn, man, the kid didn't make it out. Damn, dude, that's rough, man. Sorry to hear that. That sucks. So that's kind of how I got my break, you know, so to speak, to play. And, and, And that's one of the things like throughout my career i was like you know i every time i played before i played i'd be like man you're lucky you're here he's not just enjoy it so explain that a little bit was it what did he have the slot already and you were next in line as far as like the the selection went and so you ended up taking his spot or what well no he was i was the best on like the jv team at the time and they needed you know obviously they're going to bring somebody up so i came up and it wasn't that I took his spot, so to speak. He was a catcher and I was an outfielder and a pitcher. But because that spot opened up, I got to play varsity as a sophomore and uh, and had a good year and then just kept getting had had better years the next two years. What was the school mascot? The fucking green wave, dude. The green the worst, wave? Worst mascot ever. Yeah, because we were in Connecticut. I was in in a town in Connecticut where we had the biggest land mass uh of any town and it was all hills so we we're the fucking green wave there, we didn't even have like a person mascot it was just like the painting on the wall of a freaking green wave it was brutal that's worse than the philly fanatic yeah oh much or the san diego padre 
Yeah, man, that's pretty funny. Well, at least you didn't have something that would be canceled today, like the Indian or some shit like that. You know, it was yeah, a- no, that's actually where I am now. The, the high school that my son will go to is where my ex went, and uh, they were the Indians. Actually, they were the Redskins. And ooh, don't say that. Went, now they're like the Hawks or something. They have the change. <laughs> they see, isn't that kind of like a still a little racist? So you're going from Indian to like an Indian power animal. Basically, I mean, you yeah. can find anything. I, me and my dad were playing this game a while ago. Try to find a team that you can't say is offensive to somebody. And you can't. Like the Patriots, that's offensive. That's triggering to people that aren't patriotic. Yeah. The Reds, the Cincinnati Reds. I mean, you can find names of like something offensive about all of these names. And yeah. there's nowhere to stop. That's true. I never even thought about that. Yeah, dude, the Phillies. It's like, well, what about the male horses? You know, like yeah. you can just get you can get offended about it all. The but Yankees, so, that's a slang <laughs> that the Southerners use. Exactly, dude. So, um, so so you you're you're a varsity on soft when you're a sophomore, which is rare. That is very rare. I will say that in any sport, uh, football, basketball, um, baseball, obviously. But so you keep progressing, and then when you start getting looked at by colleges. See, that was the thing. Like, I got looked at my junior year, but I was in a program where the high school coach kind of kept all his players, like, under wraps. So you had to do your own recruiting, come to find out. What a dick. So I didn't realize this until, because I was talking with all my friends in other towns, and they're like, yeah, we're getting offers here and there. And, you know, my coach is, is talking to this school, and I'm like, wow, that's weird. Our coach doesn't do any of that. And and so eventually I found out senior year that he's like, yeah, I don't do any. Of that. You're on your own. It's like, oh, mother. Mind you, this guy had been there forever and he's just a useless human being. Was he a good coach? No, no, no. What he would do is he'd spend the first 30 minutes of practice getting his run in. So he would run around the field <laughs> while we would do like get practice started. We'd do our run stretch throw. We'd either start batting practice or infield outfield. And whenever he was done with his run, he would join us. Damn. So you guys are just playing catch basically, or were you trying to yeah. actually better yourselves as a team? We, we tried to work, but I mean, we're teenagers, man. We don't know enough and, 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 you know, to run a practice and shit like that. And it was funny because we had a lot of talent. My junior year, we had four left-handed pitchers that all went to play college ball and we still finished 500. And then my senior year, when I was the only one that was left, we finished 500. So every team, it seemed like he took was just he took no matter how good or how bad he made you mediocre. Wow, that's that's weird, man. And so is this where you think you started learning some of your leadership skills? I mean, I guess, but I was see, I was always the oldest kid in in the groups that I hung out with, you know, my neighborhood and my family. So I was always kind of burdened with the leader role, like figure it out. What are we doing? I'd have to decide, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, and and it probably is weird to say that you have leadership skills yourself, but I mean, I see that in you. So I'll say that, that you have good leadership skills. You don't have to necessarily, but I, I, I it seems that you will take the initiative in a group setting is what I just observed from like barely what I know about you. You know what I mean? Yeah, In the right group, I'm not going to come in the room, you know, like big dick swinging kind of thing. But yeah. if I come in a room and realize, okay, and we weigh it out. See, I'm like real strategic too. I weigh everything out. Like I come in a room, I'll survey everything before I'm coming in. I'll be quiet. I'd rather not say anything at first. And then I'll talk to you after then, you know, let everything out right away. 
you plan your uh you plan your escape if uh if if, if a shooter comes in do you plan no. your escape? no <laughs> that's not, not that crazy <laughs> see that that's what i was thinking dude like I, it seems like you would have been really really good in the military See, I wanted to go in the military, but I had too many things go like too many injuries and things that like mm. it just never worked out. Plus, my grandfather was very adamant about me not going in. Was he in? Yeah, both both of my grandfathers served. One of them was in Korea and one was in World War Two. And they were like, no, no, they wouldn't let us play with toy guns when we were kids. Really? At their houses. Nah, Yeah. That's so interesting, man, because usually uh grandparents if they were in the military would push their their offsprings you know and then obviously the grandkids into the military why do you think that was did they tell you about like bad experiences or anything i think they just realized that it was a meat grinder you know and that they didn't want us to just be another number that they you know that they wanted better for us they kind of felt like that was at the time especially then in the 80s there was nothing going on you know, and then in the 90s, still, there wasn't really any need for military. Like, we weren't, there wasn't any conflicts. And then 9-11 happened, everything changed. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just one of those where they're like, why? You know, don't don't get involved in this stuff. It doesn't, you got you got other things you can do. Stay here. Well, you would have been going in right around, uh, like, Operation Iraqi Freedom. Because when did you graduate? 98, 9, 98, something like that? 97, yeah. I would have done the same thing like Thomas did, where you go in just and or andrew and get in just before 9-11 you know okay yeah that's no good dude i know ghost got out right before that and that's like i mean he got lucky with that dude you know they that was such a dog and pony show bullshit thing but um so did we didn't really get there all the way did did you end up going to a, a college you said yeah i i went down to virginia for a year uh and i didn't really like it it was too southern for me too slow you really? Know? So I, yeah. Oh, it was because I was in a little town. I was in Lynchburg, Virginia, which is a very you know not very small town, but a smaller town. Uh, and it was just so life was so slow. I didn't really like the program that much. The school was okay, but it was a small school, so it wasn't a big like social school either. It was either you're in a frat or you're on a sports team. Otherwise, there's not much to do. So uh, I was like, I I want to, and I wanted to leave after first semester i'm like i want to get out of here and i want to come back north and uh so i i stick i stuck it out and then came back up the next year and uh, i went to school in rhode island for four years up here okay and then did you end up getting like a major outside of any kind of sports shit or anything like that yeah i did my major was in computer information systems and then i did a (laughs) minor in uh like political science and history so you minored in history Interesting. Yeah, du- well, it was it, they called it a double minor, but it was a business school. So if you did anything outside of business for a minor, you kind of had to do it almost two. Okay, so it was like political science slash history. They basically were the same classes. Okay, did you get any kind of like recognition doing doing baseball or doing you know like through your education? Did you get any kind of recognition for any of those things? I did get a small grant. Uh, my what was it? My junior year because I got all conference um as a pitcher so i was i got a small grant and then i ended up not i ended up playing like half my senior year and i'm like i don't want to do this anymore and just left you wanted to quit baseball yeah why was that well i re- i got to a point where one because i realized i wasn't going to play after after college like professionally because uh the guy that when i came into school i had just had tommy john surgery on my arm 
which is basically back then it was when it first started. So it was kind of like a scarlet letter. And he told me, he's like, I can't draft you, but you know, you could come try out and things like that. And, and tryouts in minor leagues are just, dude, it's such a shitty life that unless you're really hardcore about it, it's not worth making the investment. Really? Cause you're not so, getting paid much or anything. No, you're, I mean, you're making a, like 30 grand a year traveling around on buses, just living out of a suitcase. It's a real shitty life. Mm. Um, and, and I had seen some guys that had gotten drafted pretty high that struggled. And I'm like, okay. So then the realization's like, okay, this isn't, you're not going to play this forever. And uh, I had a dust up with my, with my coach where before a game, he told me, ah, I don't even need you on this team. Don't even come to the game. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that to my team. I'm coming to the game. And so I went and I ended up closing both games for him. And as we got off the bus, when we got back home, I'm like, so you don't need me anymore, huh? I'm like, and I just handed him my shit. And I was like, I'm done. I'm like, you you can have it. So you were a pitcher at yeah. that point. Okay. In college, I was just a pitcher. Yeah, I was a closer. I was a reliever. Fuck, man. Why Why the fuck would a coach say that to, I mean, because how old are you here? 23, 24? Yeah, 23 at the time. I was like a fifth year senior and I'm like, I, I hadn't caused any problems, but he just didn't like me. You know, I got to it cause I hung out with these, this group of kids on the team. Well, two of the kids had quit by that point. Uh, cause they didn't like him. So like by, I was guilty by association. That's so shitty, dude. Did you ever get in like any fights? Like not, not even like in your college days, but like in like high school, middle school. Cause like I've talked to some people. Like in the podcast world, and I can tell that they've never been in a fist fight in their life. You know, oh, what I yeah, mean? no, I've been in, I've been plenty. Whether it's on in a in a, I've been on fights in a sports field. I've been in fights in school. Um, we were in a massive brawl in college. I mean, this is this was insane. It was like a hundred people, just people were being thrown all over the place. Really? Oh, it was insane. It was like sports teams against frats and holy shit, man. I've never seen anything like it. It just blew up out of nowhere. It was started as like a, a small fight and then it just fanned out and it was just people thrown. It was like a giant open area with a gazebo in the middle and there's people just fighting everywhere. Girls are screaming. It took the, the cops had to come in because campus security couldn't do anything. They came in and started spraying some mace, and that didn't yeah. do anything. That just pissed more people off. Yeah, the, the campus security is is the uh, the caliber of, like, grocery store security. It is uh, fat Oh, they're people. the worst. Yeah, people that sh- that should not have any kind of badge at all. Um, So how did that start? Was it just some petty? They wouldn't bullshit? let a couple football players into a party. Which was at the time you have to understand our it was a mainly white school, except for the basketball and football teams. Okay, and the football team was brand new. It was their second year or first year at the time at the school. They just put in the program, kind of as like a trying to bring a little spice to the school. Sure, and uh, it backfired at first because like the frats didn't want them anywhere near their parties because. The, the football players were taking all their girls. Yeah, you can't be having and, black dudes around when there's yeah. And so the football players are claiming racism, <laughs> but they're not racist. They just want to get laid. Yeah, and it's like no, dude, you can't come to our parties because the girls just want to go with you, not us. They hear they, that you they, guys they, got bigger dicks. They don't want. Yeah, they didn't to want to say it. that, so it turned out it just it just started as a fight, and then somehow it ended up like one of our well, one of our guys played football and uh, baseball, so we heard that he was involved. So our 
house went running over there to see what was going on. And it was like a, just a melee. Did you get involved? Oh, of course. Yeah. I love it. It's, there's nothing better than fucking up some frat kids. Did you fuck some up? Oh, we threw, we put, we put one kid, we just laid him out. He came, he came out with like a chair in his hand, like a, a, a wooden desk chair. And it's like, dude, what are you going to, so he swung it and we just dodged it. And I, I hit him. And then as he's going down, my buddy hit him and he was just fucked up. Oh, just, yeah. He was he's funny, laying dude. there in the bushes. So when's the, what's the first fight that you got into? Like serious fight. I a- like eighth grade. I got in a fight with a kid. It was, again, we did the whole locker room thing or where we after gym class if the teacher wasn't around it was you know somebody's getting in a fight or Bulls on parade. and what happened was i was in the shower and this kid took my clothes and he tr- he was starting to go throw them into the shower and one of my buddies let me know and i so i was in the shower i was getting out and he had my shit in his hands i'm like what are you doing what are you doing with my clothes and he's like oh, fuck you and that was it man was it, was it a gone. naked fight no, 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 no. I, oh. I got, I grabbed my towel and then I grabbed a pair of uh, gym shorts that were just out, that were hanging on the thing. And I put those on and just, I, it didn't take much. The kid was just a little prick and nobody had ever hit him before. So all it took was hitting him once. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He started crying and really. Yeah. yeah Cause he wasn't tough. It's just, it's that, that mentality that, you know, when you've never been punched in the face, yeah. you're willing to do a lot more. And that's the problem we run into today is that too many people haven't been hit in the face yeah. for shit, stupid shit they've done. Yeah, man, dude, it would have been so much better if it was a naked fight. No, dude, no, I, mean, I, got, fucking... I got shit to lose. I mean, at that time, man, we're just getting a little, <laughs> little shrubbery on the forest. That's yeah, the well, yeah, you're grappling and shit. No, man, yeah, that's that's no good. That's pretty dope, though. Yeah, it, I there's it's a weird feeling like that first fight that you get into, or like especially if you're getting picked on. Well, I thought I was going to get in trouble. You know, that was my biggest thing. It's like, oh, man, now I'm going to get kicked out of school. Now I'm going to get in trouble. And luckily, he kept his mouth shut. But, yeah, that's that was always my – I didn't really care about what happened in the fight. It was always getting in trouble at home or getting in trouble at school. And that was where I always got my shit. <laughs> Did you guys have good lunches throughout school, like in elementary school all the way up through high school? Because, dude, we had bomb cafeteria food. Man. What? See, it's for cafeteria food. Like, yeah, like the pizza. I'd always order extra. You know, you could go in before school and put an order in for an extra extra slice of pizza <laughs> or an extra burger. But like the burgers were awful, man. They were those flat little hockey pucks. Yeah, yeah. That were cold usually. And the cheese wasn't even melted. They just slap a piece of American cheese on there. But they had they had what was called a la carte which okay. was different every day. So they would make different shit every day. Sometimes it would be like chili. Sometimes it would be, I don't know, mozzarella sticks. It would vary, you know, real all over the place, depending on guess, guess what they could get their hands on. And when is this in elementary school? Middle school. Because a la carte is not something that you really hear being told to kids. Yeah. That's well, very you had hot lunch. There was two lines, right? Hot lunch and a la carte. And you could go choose. And even in a la carte, they still had hamburgers and hot dogs. <laughs> and you could get Doritos. There's something funny about that to me where it's just like, yeah, this is the a la carte line. I don't know why. It just sounds funny, dude. So so you mostly do the a la carte line? Yeah. Yeah. It was usually like a, I, I'd get either burger. It depends what the special was. And then I always got like this little, what is, I can't remember the brand, but it was a three pack of hard ass chocolate chip cookies and a little jug of, or not even jug, a little 
cardboard thing of chocolate milk. The cartons of milk, dude. Yeah. yeah. Everyone knows those. You ever fuck with juice or just straight milk? No, just milk. Okay. Yeah, milk was real big, dude. In like the it 80s, 90s, 2000s, weird, right? That was every whole campaign they pushed. Yeah. And meanwhile, we're getting a bunch of antibiotics and shit in our shamrock milk. Um, So cafeteria lunches weren't that great, I take it. Would you would you mostly save your appetite for the, when you're going home? And then I'm assuming that your mom was there as a kid because of how you tell me the, the you know, mom's not working. Um, would you ever like make some bomb food when you got home or have some bomb food when you get home from from your mom? See, when I was young, like mom ran a, a, a under the table daycare nice. at home. So like when we got home, it was kind of fend for yourself. Like okay. unless you unless she had made something for the kids that was left over on the counter, it was you know fend for yourself. So okay. we'd go kind of you know it was it and it depended. Sometimes it, we'd go in the fridge and and make stuff you know nothing crazy like peanut butter and fluff and stuff like that. Whoa, what's that? Peanut butter and fluff? Yeah. Oh, it's like fluff is like a a, a marshmallow jelly. You know, it's just oh, a, okay. That white marshmallow stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we you just have that lay on that on there. And uh, yeah, that's a that's just a great sugar rush to get you going afterwards. My old man, dude, used to eat and try and used to serve us when he had us peanut butter and mayo sandwiches. Mm. Talk about the most disgusting shit ever, man. Where like the fuck did he come up with that? Dude, he grew he grew up in upstate New York, and yeah, I don't know. It's just that was something he was like, yeah, this is the greatest thing ever. This is fucking nasty, man. Would you eat them? We'd have to. It was that was lunch, you know. And and if you didn't finish lunch, you couldn't go back outside. So you couldn't ask for no mayo. No, no, no. It was peanut butter. Well, he would make it, and then after the fact, he'd be like, oh, sorry, I, I put mayo on yours too. <laughs> Well, dude, that's kind of funny because, like, I know Elvis used to have because I had a peanut butter and a peanut butter cheeseburger at a place that was bomb. Oh, I, don't peanut, you... I, I love peanut butter, man. I put it on a lot of shit, but not mayonnaise, huh? Nope. Have you had a peanut butter cheeseburger? Yes. Yeah. PB and J cheeseburger, even better, man. With jelly on it too, huh? Yeah, grilled, like grilled PB and J, where they grill the the like a toasted uh, piece of like thick Texas toast. Yeah, like uh, and they butter it and then toast it and then PB and J PB on one peanut butter on one side, jelly on the other cheeseburger in the middle with a cheeseburger, just American cheese, huh? Yep. Oh, that doesn't sound too bad, actually, man. But those kinds of foods, man, I try not to eat that kind of shit anymore. I'm trying to lose weight, dude. Like I'm hitting a punching bag and shit. Dude, that is 2000 calories probably in one meal right there. Oh, hell yeah. My go to as a kid was. We used to go camping with my aunt, and she taught us about these things called pudgy pies. Oh boy! And what it is is this: it's a, it's a cast two, uh, two pieces of cast iron that are like circular. They kind of look like hockey pucks, and they're on a long stick. And what you do is you take two slices of bread and butter them up and put them in the cast iron, and then you can throw whatever you want in the middle. And we're talking, you know, you can throw some mozzarella and some some meat and some. Uh, spaghetti sauce and make like a mini pizza you can throw like apple pie filling in there and make like a little apple pie you can throw snickers bars in there and Fuck. then all you do is you 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 put it on and then you put it over a fire and you know it takes like five minutes to cook it and damn man when that thing comes out and you open it up and there's this little hockey puck of joy that comes out 
damn, it's so good. Sometimes savory, sometimes sweet. Did you have a did you have a go to ingredient or like filler for that? I was an apple pie guy, man. I loved apple pie with a little bit of cinnamon on there and butter. Ooh, nothing better. Damn, dude, that doesn't sound too bad, man. You guys had the right idea with that for sure. Yeah. And that, this was your aunt that taught you this. Yeah, my aunt used to take us camping up in upstate New York, and dude, she she was a legend. Like that. I mean, this woman could party. She was like five, <laughs> five, four, a buck, 80, 200 pounds, you know, like a little bowling ball. And this lady was just from the minute she woke up to the minute she slept, she was cranking heaters. Fuck and yeah. As soon as it was lunchtime, she started her drinking and she was the life of the party everywhere she went. That's my kind of person right there, dude. That's oh, yeah. awesome. Dude, yeah, like we, we, when she'd come down and visit. We had a ceiling fan above our kitchen table. And if she knew my friends were coming over, because she had like, dude, she, I mean, she probably had like 38, like triple D boobs. Really? She thought it was hilarious to hang her bra on the ceiling fan. So it's just whipping around as my <laughs> friends come over. So all my friends were like, oh my God, I've never seen one that big before. <laughs> dude, that's pretty cool, man. That's always kind of like you, you, every family has the crazy aunt or uncle. Yep. And they're the best, dude. Oh, she, dude. We used to go up with her. Like, we'd beg our parents, can we go stay with Aunt Cindy for a week up at camp? And <laughs> yeah, they'd ship us up there. And, and no better time than hanging out with her. You know what's sad, though, is that they're always... Because my, my crazy uncle was an alcoholic. It sounds like she might have been dabbling oh, yeah. a little bit. Oh, yeah. The the fun one's always the alcoholics, dude. Yep. Like, they're always. And, and you know, you know, you don't have too long with them, usually. My uncle passed away pretty pretty early. But dude, this this guy would teach me like he would let me hit him and stuff. Like he his uh his daughters would box, yeah. And like he would give me the boxing gloves and just let me like crack him as hard as I could as a kid in the <laughs> face, dude. That's awesome. But, yeah, dude. So and he'd be shit face and I'm just laying it into him, man. Yeah, dude. That's that that brings back some memories for me for sure. Um, but so other than other than the the pies, what what do you call those things? Pudgy pies. Pudgy pies. Okay. Um, did you guys ever fuck around like your mom, you know, growing up in the eighties and stuff? Did you guys ever fuck around with like those trendy diets? Like my mom did. Cause my mom, my mom had three of us, you know, basically every two years she had a kid for sure. You know, so she, she struggled with weight. And so she was always on the latest and greatest, whether it was Jenny Craig or weight watchers or fast. She was, yeah, slim fit. Oh, those fucking shakes, man. I Did you ever have one? Chalky taste of that. Oh, we, we used to get fed them, man. <laughs> that and the, what were the other, the carnation breakfast. Had you ever had the carnation breakfast shakes? No. Oh, dude, this was big in like the 90s, early 90s, early mid 90s. It's, they're from carnation and they're, they're packages like oatmeal packages and it has different flavor shakes in it. So it's like strawberry, chocolate, vanilla. And you just pour like a glass of milk and dump these things in. And that was your breakfast. So you wow. just stir it up and drink it. And and they, I mean, it never dissolves. So you're, it's like half chalk, half milk. Uh. It tastes like shit. It filled you for a good 30 minutes. But they, they treated that like breakfast back in the day. Dude, the diets were wild. There was that that one that was called Dila Meal. And I don't yep. know if you're, did your mom oh, fuck yeah. with that one? Uh, I didn't, but I, I I remember it very vividly, man. Yeah, they had it was it was like the comparison or competition to Jenny Craig. Yeah, yeah, and it, it sounded like it was like cards. So, did you see your mom using that one ever? Or yeah, no? what they would do. Well, that was big in the eighties too. Was yeah. the cards because I remember as a kid from <laughs> National Geographic, 
they gave a, they used to have cards and one of them was all animals. One of them was all plants. And then they came out and, and since that was kind of popular, then they kind of came out with the diet fad like that. It was like diet in a box almost. Ugh. So you had categories and you could pick a card from each category for your meal. And that was your meals for the day. And, and, you know, you'd put them back in and it was, you know, if you're going crazy, you could just go random pick or you could sift through it and pick whichever one. But yeah, she did that shit too, man. Drove me nuts. Did, so did she, did, did you ever get involved with any of these? Cause usually how it goes is like the mom is doing the diet and then the kids are kind of roped into it just because the mom's doing it. So like I've had a slim fest or two in my day. No. And that was the pro well, other than, you know, she'd give us the shakes and stuff, but the problem <laughs> was she would buy us like all the junk food she could, you know, like our, our cupboard was always filled with like chips and cookies and snacks. And cause she's like living stuff. vicariously through you guys. Like, buying- well, what she would do is when she would get hungry, she'd go snack. And that's why the <laughs> diets never fucking work, you know? And it's like, and, and, you know, looking back, it's like, my, you shot yourself in the foot. Totally. You would just buy us all this <laughs> shit food that you wanted. And when you were hungry, you'd nibble on it. She's like, well, it's here. The, uh, these Teddy Grahams aren't going to eat themselves. Exactly, dude. Everything. Fruit roll ups, all that shit. Oh, dude. Gushers. Did, you a, did you have a go to junk food like that? Let's go with the fruit category. We're talking fruit roll up. Like gushers. a fruit snack type thing. I would yeah, say I'll... my favorite was Gushers. Okay. That disgusting gel in the middle of a fruit snack. Yeah, those are not bad at all. I'm trying to pull up some images of fruit snacks from the 90s. They had the Mott's, um, the Welch's. Yeah. had a lot of different ones here. But yeah, we were big snacks. into candy back then. That was our thing. Were you more of a chocolate candy guy or a fruit candy Anything. Guy? If it had sugar, it, it was good. Oh, did you ever have these Farley's? What Farley's Ninja Turtles. Oh, oh, of course, the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. We used to, the problem with those is I, we'd eat like I'd eat like three packs at a clipping, so the box <laughs> didn't last long. When you went to a movie theater, what what was your go to thing? Because the popcorn was always like a given. You got to get the popcorn. Oh, shark bites. No shit. They had that one white and blue. Yes, the white one. That was it. That was the met and the mystery fruit. Oh, oh yeah. Boy. Oh, Betty Crocker made him, huh? Dude, I remember all these. Yeah, this was our, we we ate all this shit, man. It's amazing. I don't have diabetes. Scooby Doo, Scooby Doo. Yep, with the blue one. They always had one off flavor. Yeah, it was like the mystery flavor. So, what would be your go-to movie snack? Like candy, optional stuff, or like would you ever get a pretzel? now? Are we talking young child or after weeds involved? Because let's go, after let's go weeds through both. Involved, it, it was popcorn. Uh, a cherry ice and then a box of chocolate, whether it was, you know, raisinets, Kit Kat, <laughs> whatever. Oh, you fucked with raisins, dude? Oh, yeah. Raisinets? I'll, I'll fuck with raisinets. Are those the things that are covered in chocolate? Chocolate covered raisins, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't fuck with raisins, man. I don't, I don't know why. They look like rat turds to me. Yeah, they don't taste very good either. That's why you got to put chocolate on them. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Um, swirlers oh yeah i remember those well my thing were these cool oh pop rocks man get fucked pop rocks were the shit when you'd have when you turn the light off they were they would light up in your mouth you get little sparks yeah Yeah. well that's like i was thinking about those remember those uh like wax bottles that had the soda in them and you'd bite the tip off and throw it down 
Were you a dirtbag like I was and chew on the wax for hours? Of course. Afterwards, it was like gum. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Okay. Well, then, so so you talked about your stoner one. What about your kid movie uh, experience? Because mine were the uh, Sour Patch Ropes or whatever those things are. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I was more of a Starburst kid. Starburst. Okay. Do you have a favorite chocolate candy? Ooh, it would either be a Snickers or a Hershey's bar with almonds. Very esoteric. I like the uh, Reese's myself. I, I think that the Reese's, Ooh. you can't yeah, you go touch. frozen or unfrozen. I go frozen. It's hot. Yes. Here, you it's have hot to. here. So, okay. Yeah. And then, um, you know, ice cream was always like the, uh, the popsicles. Would, would you like, would you prefer like an icy popsicle? Or more of a an ice cream base, like a soft Ooh, serve base. That's a great question. See, I wasn't a soft serve guy. We were we were like frozen ice pops. So whether it had, you know, you had an ice cream bar that had chocolate on it, or you're going bomb pop, or uh, you know, pudding pops were big back in the day. Oh, choco tacos. That was yeah. my go to with the ice cream man. Yeah. Well, what about the old push up? Push pop? Not yeah. bad. Not bad. This is like your run of the mill um, ice cream sandwiches. Oh, the strawberry shortcake. Yes, one of the better things ever. Created. You know, it was disappointing though that chocolate eclair one. The chocolate chocolate one sucked. The strawberry shortcake was banging, but the chocolate chocolate was brutal. The candy center crunch or no? Yep, that's not what you're a, about? no no the one next to it. Chocolate oh. eclair. Oh yeah, that looks like that one. Shit. Not good. I'd Did even you... mess with the toasted almonds. That was pretty good. Okay, do you fuck with these kinds of things? Like the uh the push pop, the creamsicle? Not after puberty. It was too phallic, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, I respect too that. weird sucking on a bomb pop as a teenager. But you, you see, I would bite them off and chew them, and I still do to this day. Oh, yeah. Okay. But still, yeah. Now, I would go with one of those over, over like a pop. Yeah, I'd go with like a figure where you could, the eyeballs or nose was gum. Yeah, man. I used to really like getting the old fashioned Otter Pops and taking yes. like four at a time and oh, cutting, yeah. cutting the top off. And then one thing that I would do here too is, uh, take them off and then hit them against the counter. Like you get like all your, so you're crunching them up. I was just going to say that. Did you eat it when it was crunchy or did you eat it frozen? Because I, we always used to yeah. let it melt a little bit and then manually just crush it with our hand before we'd open it. Yeah, that's the only way to do it. I think if it's too hard, it kind of like cuts the inside of your mouth like Captain Crunch or something. Yep. It's not it's not the best way to go. I'm trying to find Do you remember what those were called? All the figurine? Oh, yes, here we go. These there things. You go. Did you have a specific character that you enjoyed? I, my go-to was SpongeBob with the gumball eyes. What did we have? We had uh, Ninja Turtles were popular. Ninja Turtles were big. Uh Pac-Man was big. I would have to say my go-to is Pac-Man, probably. Really? Really dating myself there. That's straight 80s. Hey, that's all right, though. I'm trying to figure out the name of these. What do you think these would be called? Like, uh, I don't know, like Frozen Figures or some shit? No, in the 80s, they got some stupid name. Frozen Figures. Maybe that sounds good. You're acting like you don't know. Maybe it'd be, maybe it'd be like Frozen Figures or something. I don't know. All right, let's see. No, I'm not. Yeah, no, that's too common sense um yeah no the um 
the the go to was SpongeBob. Um, did you have any favorite cartoons as a kid, man? GI Joe was a big oh one hell generation, yeah. but like was G. there any Rocky Bullwinkle Man, Transformers? Uh, that's when that's when Saturday cartoons were good, man. I even messed around with like, I mean, they had so many good cartoons on Saturday. Like, I mean, every show. Uh, I mean, there was even one with Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, and Bo Jackson called Pro Stars. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you fuck with Rocky and Bo Winkle? If he, for the record, if anyone wants to get terrified, type in ice cream frozen faces and look at oh some of Oh, my God. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell um, is this? I don't know, dude. Yeah. we. I used to mess with all, like, the old cartoons, too. Like, I, when we went to my grandparents' house, they watched the old, old stuff. You know, we're talking, like, the original Looney Tunes um rocky and bullwinkle uh what were some of the others they were like cartoons your parents would have watched yeah i mean um there was that one wacky races was dope right was that one that was around when you were a kid yep yeah wacky races um yeah i can't find these damn faces dude yeah i don't know well they're right there the 16 most effed up frozen treats of all time (laughs) where oh okay on the right by the That's way, a, do you have a do you have a favorite Kool Aid flavor? Kool Aid, I'd be grape all day. Grape, okay, good man. Yeah, yeah, that's the way to do it. Um, yeah, okay, let's see make Kool Aid start with our hand. Oh, this is Etsy. They're fucking with us here. Um, yeah, yeah, nothing. we were ghetto because we'd hi- we'd get a big container of Kool Aid, get a big you know jug, one of those big jugs with the pull off top that you could twist if you wanted it shut or. Um, and then we fill it with water, dump a bunch of Kool-Aid in there, stir it with our hands, and then pass it around to the neighborhood kids. Did you ever, did you guys ever make your own popsicles? Like in the, oh the, yeah, the that was my mom's MO. Hell yeah. <laughs> different. They had different shapes. We used to make yogurt pops too. That's how crazy my mom was with it. Hey, I got nothing against the yogurt pop. They're kind of creamier. Yeah. Yeah, man. They don't melt as fast, but man, they don't sit well either in the summer. Oh sure, yeah. You take it out there, and then you're getting that dairy and the heat, and you just oh, that's what I'm saying. Things. Yeah, you go and try and run around after that, you end up shitting your pants. Yeah, yeah. You got to keep it tight in the summer. Um, damn, dude. Okay, well then, let me ask you this: Do you have a favorite fast food place? I know that you don't fuck with fast food too much now, but Ooh. maybe more when you were a kid or before you started trying to eat healthier. Because I do know that you that you try to stay healthy because you have had issues in the past um stemming from food and like you know like probably like 90% of the country does they just don't realize it um so you try to eat healthy it sounds like um i know you and your son do a competition whenever you do get mcdonald's to see who can shit last <laughs> yeah who can that hold out the longest <laughs> <laughs> so so do you have a preferred place that you go like if i if i i had to go i right now it's wendy's with uh up here i don't know okay. i I really do love sonic um, oh yeah there's none up here though there's one in my old hometown which when we go down there we still hit it up uh let's look see at, look at that image there buddy look at that jesus okay so First of all, Sabaro Pizza is garbage. I got. Hey, that's the that best pizza there. in New York. Okay, oh, the mall pizza that was fucking terrible. Oh, dude, that's a question I got to ask you before I forget about it, and then we'll go back to the fast food. Okay, what did you, you guys? Did you guys have a good mall food court in your in your childhood? Yes. 
outstanding mall food. It was two floors. No fucking way. Upstairs in the main food court was like all the like restaurant foods. You know, you had your your McDonald's Sbarro. You had a taco place. You had a chicken place. You had a, a couple sandwich places. But then down below is where you could go get like the goodies. They had like churros oh. and the pretzels. They had like an Annie's down there and all that stuff. So you could, they had two floors. It was great. Fuck, dude. Did they have a that's, panda? That's in Danbury, Connecticut. Yeah. It, okay. A panda. Panda Empire? Panda Express. Oh, yeah. The Chinese? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, you know, that's that really lets you know how good a childhood is when you have a good food court i think um we used to go to movies all the time at the mall and then go to our food court there was only in the tucson mall it's called the foothills mall where we would go uh tucson mall food court's pretty elite uh there's some bomb stuff there's like a a really nice japanese place there that i don't even remember the name there is a sbarro which that's when you said that that's what brought up the uh food court question in my mind but this shitty food court that we had here it had a mexican place that was actually the best one which sucks because you can get good mexican food everywhere here so you had the good mexican food place you had a panda you had a taco bell next to the good mexican food place and then like some fucking pizza place that wasn't even sparrow it was something worse so we had a shitty one but you know yeah our mall didn't even see that was the crazy thing our mall didn't even have a movie theater so you had to go there basically to shop Oh, and, that sucks. Yeah, it was one of those where, and it was kind of high end because they were trying to bring, it's Danbury's right on the New York border. So they were okay. trying to bring the rich people over from Westchester, which is a real rich county in New York, sure. to come shop up here. So it wasn't like one of those malls where they loved kids hanging out and they did everything they could to mess with kids. And we did the same with the cheap security guards. Yeah, you got to, dude. You got to fuck with them, call them fat and run away. Yeah, yeah, because their movie theater was like on the other side of town. It was like its own complex, one of those cineplexes. Man, that's a robbery of your childhood then, man, because there was nothing better in the summer than going and, and your parents giving you 20 bucks and being like, here's your fucking money for the movie and then whatever you can find to eat. We well, would go and yeah, eat. we do that downtown, though. Okay. So we, well lived in a, in, in, we had like a, uh, the town, I, you know, the, the Green Wave town. Had a small, <laughs> like one street, main street in down in downtown area. And we had a small little movie theater there. And they would do that. They'd give us 20 bucks and say, here you go. Here's the movie. And, you know, we'll come pick you up in three hours. And what we'd do is we'd go down to the 5 and 10 candy store and just load up. Yeah. Dude, just load up on candy. And we'd have enough for a week. And that was well- it. Yeah. What was your guys' go-to type movies as kids? Was it like uh, horror movies? Because that was what ours was. But like, I, I see you guys as like more action movies. Yeah, I, I refused to watch horror movies. They scared the shit out of me as a kid. My mom loved them and got me off of those real quick. Was there um, one that that got you so scared that you didn't that you stopped fucking with them? Do you remember one that was like the worst? I don't remember one in particular. I mean, I remember it really messed with me. Um. What was the other one? Uh, there was one of these, like, not Freddy or Jason, but it was like one of those 80s type slasher movies that I kind of Nightmare like, on Elm up. Street is Freddy Yeah, Kruger. it was something like that. I woke okay. up and, like, came downstairs because I had nightmares. And I come to nightmares and there's this shit on the TV, which is basically uh. what I was watching in my nightmares. So I was like, nah, no horror. And even to this day, I don't like horror movies. Really? That's my favorite category, man. It's fun. Yeah, but, no, I, I've watched like I'll watch some of the Rob Zombie ones because they're kind of like 
stupid horror, funny horror, but like real, like the the saws, the rings, all those. I can't. I just think it's a waste of my time, dude. I got some movies I'll recommend to you, like uh, conspiratorial type movies, man, that are like found footage. I don't know if you've seen the the movie called The Conspiracy, but it's like a fake. It's like a, a found footage, uh, kind of like the Blair Witch Project. Okay, but it's like these two dudes that infiltrate Bohemian Grove type stuff, and it's a scary movie, but it's all about conspiracies. Like the first thirty minutes is like this dude ranting about nine eleven. And like all kinds of real cool shit. But dude, those are my favorite kinds. And then there's another one called Lunopolis. I've heard of that one. Yeah. Dude, that's so good. It's literally like the men in black, but like the real version of the men in black. Yeah, the real men in black. Yeah, dude, it's good. So like it's just uh, like those kinds of movies. If you find your cool one, we just watched one yesterday. Kim had one playing that was uh, these people had escaped a cult and they were living in a normal town after they escaped the cult. And you come to find out that the cult is living in a region of the country that's in a different time, like a different uh, portal. So like you go in there and for some reason, like there's just constantly this like ring of birds flying around and no one ever thinks anything about it. But then you realize like nothing ever ages there. It's just a weird. So it's like this alien death cult is what what it's called. And it's it's really it's cool, dude. So like you can find your scary movies that you would resonate with a lot just because of the shit that you look into. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, and I, I was big into movies pre-2020, basically, is when I started getting off it. I mean, I used to have probably a thousand DVD movie collection. I got you know, one like, here, too. Yeah, I got, I got, and yeah, it's down to, like, one box now since I moved. I threw almost all of them out. Um, But, yeah, I, I, I love movies. That's always been one of my things. Like, movies and growing up as a kid, TV was huge in our family. Like, TGI Friday, like, that was a thing. We'd get pizza. We we could have a friend sleep over, and we watched TGI Friday. And then after TGI Friday was done, we went and got to, we went out and played. Or not out, out, but went down the basement or in a room and played. So. You strike TV, me as a comic book, dude little bit not as much not as you really. think i was more into baseball cards huge into uh, baseball cards. like any cards not just baseball you know like i've heard you mention on a couple of these garbage pail kids big i was huge into them do you um, still have any i do have some garbage pails yep dude yeah those things i i keep telling this dummy she needs to go and get hers she's got them in storage in california Dude, she's got probably $30,000 worth of these fucking things. Wow. And they're just sitting. She's got like triples and quadruples of some of them. Yep. And See, so, I used to have all the sets and everything. And now I'm down to like, I I probably have a, a probably a couple hundred of them left. A couple hundred it. garbage pails? Yeah. Yeah. If you look at what they're worth, dude, there you might have a couple few thousand. Dude, those were legendary, man. And the best part was they were stickers, so you could put them on your trapper keeper and shit like that. Oh, it was great. The trapper keeper, for those that don't know, is a binder, right? Yes. Yeah. A binder. And but that was like your social status was every year you <laughs> yeah. got a new trapper keeper. So before the year, you were setting like the tempo for the year by what was on your trapper keeper. You're like, this is going to get all the bitches wet when I yeah. when see my trapper keeper. Oh, yeah. That giant grizzly bear on the front. That's going to do it <laughs> this year. <laughs> that's so funny, dude. I remember like going to school, setting out like my outfit for like the first week. 
Oh, hell yeah. We used to go to back to school shopping where we'd get yeah. to pick out like two outfits for the fall and get new shoes. It was, that was the shit, man. Yeah, that was the best part. And then like when I started working, because I started working in uh, freshman year, I worked for yeah. a uh, sushi place and we we actually called it the sweatshop. Me and my friend that worked there, we were, you know, we we were not the most politically correct people even back then. And you, we worked for this Japanese vietnamese fusion place and dude who got paid five dollars an hour cash you know like so this is literally like illegal labor in like yeah. the early 2000s even so i mean this is still a thing today obviously but dude going there and then just having like 500 dollars to spend on clothes plus whatever my parents were willing to give me dude i felt like a baller going through there carrying bags and like i'm just going I mean, back think to about school. how much shit you used to be able to buy with 500 bucks right i mean that oh yeah you could get a ton i mean t-shirts were like 10 12 bucks you know you get a pair of shorts for maybe 15 bucks it was like you could load up i remember that because that's what we do like i was saying before about the snack bar we'd get a couple hundred bucks in in quote-unquote tips and then uh, go down to the mall and you could get new batting gloves, get, you know, a couple school outfits every now and then. If we were real good, we could splurge on a pair of sneakers. Yeah, like, dude. Damn, man. I used to buy every uh, I had every color of those one color vans, like, you know, the the vans because yep. I, so I graduated in 2009. So the style was a little different than than like when you were going to school. But it's uh you know the the single color vans with the laces not the slip-ons but the laces dude every single color i, I bought those and i bought those bitches myself yeah, i was and, an annual jordan guy it was like i had to try and get the newest pair of jordans and usually what i'd be able to do is i could finagle it with my parents to get them as my basketball shoe which would mean then i'd get to wear them the second half of the school year they'd be my school shoes and They'd be like, okay. And then once they started getting ridiculously priced, they're like, all right, now you owe us, you know, 50 bucks. So start paying <laughs> up before you get the shoes. Were those good for basketball? Cause like a lot of people yeah. just wear them to walk around. Oh, no. They were all back then. They were, that's what they were built for. You know, they yeah. weren't like a fashion statement as much. They were built to play basketball. And like the Jordan, I mean, the Jordan fives were probably my favorite shoes ever to play in. Okay, because I have like these one um, I used to do recently. And this will let you know how much of a piece of shit I am. Recently, I used to uh, go to thrift stores and buy clothes and then sell them on. What the hell's that website? Um, it, it's an app that you sell used clothes on. I forget oh, what really? it's called. Yeah, I forget what it is, dude. But I, I saw there's a store here in Tucson downtown. And I recommend anyone go there that is ever here. And uh, it's called Generation Cool, and it's just the dopest thrift store. It's it's not they don't call it a thrift store because um, it's like nicer shit. But they have like the old school like jerseys, like from the seventies, even like just oh, old shit. dude. They have some of the coolest stuff. And then I forget the type of jacket that they sell in there, but it's like really elaborate art on the back of a jacket. And then I mean, just like you can go in there and spend thousands and thousands of dollars on like secondhand clothes because they're dope. Wow. They're they're nice. But uh, I saw this dude because he has a show on Netflix. Um, if you, if anyone's interested in watching it, you can just go to Google and type in Slobby Robbie Netflix show and it'll pop up. Dude, it's the coolest fucking shit that I mean, buying old like the the nostalgia. They have a cardboard cutout life size of Michael Jordan in there for sale for like 600 bucks. You yeah. know, just like this old school like McDonald's bags and like just 80s and 90s um, memorabilia. 
And uh, so I started trying to do that, dude. And like, I would actually like turn some stuff around and I used to buy shit like that and just flip it, dude. And like, so I, I had these Jordan twenties or something, 23s and they have a steel plate on the bottom. And I was thinking, yeah. how, how the fuck is that good to play basketball? The 23s? Oh, oh, those are the white ones where you can switch out the heel, right? I don't know. Let me actually look this up because, yeah, the Yeah, because Jordan... I think the 23s are the ones that came in this ridiculously huge box, and they came with a little bag on the side. Yeah, they may not be 23s. And you could replace the heel on them, whether you were playing sport mode or walking mode. Let's see, 23 would be... The ones are so, so legit, though. Uh, yeah, 23s fuck. are right here. I'm thinking of the 21s. Okay. That's what I was thinking of. 23s are right in the middle. They're the black ones. Okay, no, wait. No, that's not them. Yeah, man, they have this titanium plate, and they're really cool, and I bought them for like 10 bucks, and I was going to sell them because they're in pristine. Like, they don't even have the creases in them. I can't see any of this shit though. They're too small. But yeah, man, no, there's there's some cool shit that they would do with these shoes. And yeah, people were like killing each other over this shit. Oh, dude, Jordans took off in yeah. the last like 15 years. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I wish that I could know exactly which one of these are my bad. But anyway, um so yeah, I used to be a sneakerhead. I got I probably got I got three pairs of Jordans in my closet I've never even worn. Really? Yeah. And you said that the fives were your favorite ones? Yeah. Yeah, the fives. That's these right here. Right? Yeah. Did you have a color combination that you liked? Well, I ha- I have a couple varieties of those. I like the white ones, but then I have the ones where uh, they're black. But when you uh, take a picture of them with a camera, they look silver. Oh, the shit. ones he wore during the dunk contest so that when the flashes went off, it looked like his shoes were glowing. It's not this one here, the black metallic silver? No, they're actually black. Actually, here, I'll show you. I'm right here. Yeah, dude. They're actually black. Oh, nice. Okay. But, but what they are is when you take a picture of them, I'll I'll do it for you later. When you take a picture of them or there's a flash, they come out like they look silver nice yeah dude the shoes i mean i used to like some some goofy shoes back in the day we wear oh, like yeah, skate converse. shoes. converse converse aren't that bad like like etnies and like these weird like you know Ruse, where you could keep the money in your shoes that was back when i was really young i don't remember that i did have a pair of shoes that had a uh a zipper on the tongue so you could like hide drugs in your shoes yeah see the ruse were the first ones to do that i was in like kindergarten when those came out and they had a pouch on the side of them and you could unzip it and you could put your lunch money in there and then hand your lunch lady some nice sweaty dollar bills that's what it's all about or whatever it was yeah i'm still trying to find these damn okay here they are the jordan 22s is what they are yeah i've never seen those with the titanium plate yeah you see that right there that yeah. goes uh that goes all the way through to the other side. Yeah, you can see where the line is. Yeah. Yeah, so it's real weird and they're dope. They had different like they would they had like city collections for them like they had Yeah, they were uh, different pictures on them. Now that you mentioned that, I remember that Yeah. That line of them. They had all sorts of different shit on those. I have the uh and these aren't even my size, but they're they're the like Oregon Ducks colors, right? So Okay. Um 
but yeah, dude, back to the food stuff. Um, since we're gonna go down this rabbit hole of shoes, I'm sure. But did you did you have a, a go to fast food restaurant? I don't know if we settled on that. Well, it, let's see. Now I would go Wendy's all day based on what's around here. Uh, you know, there's not we have the standard Wendy's, McDonald's. Uh, you know, there's not anything exquisite up here other than the major chains, the KFCs, the Taco Bells. We don't have any little offshoots up here. You guys got Wiener Schnitzel? Nope. Oh, man. Nope. It's actually really fucking good, dude. A lot of people would talk shit on, like, fast food hot dogs. Uh, I will go there over most places. They have these bite-sized corn dogs. You can get, like, 15 packs of them or whatever. Um, that's that's a really, really good thing. What about Schlotzky's? You guys, you ever been to a Never Schlotzky's? heard of it. Oh, no. man. What is it? It's sandwiches, but, I mean, you get sandwiches. Okay, so that's probably, like, a Drex up here or a... Uh... What do we have? We have a Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's isn't bad. I don't even know if it made the list here. Um, yeah, basically their gimmick here at uh, at Schlotzky's, they're, they're Frisbee-sized sandwiches, circular sandwiches, sourdough, um, mostly in Texas. I mean, this is okay. fat people food. San Antonio would have a lot of Schlotzky's because of all the fat people. But um, yeah, dude. Okay, so, I will so- fuck up a Bloomin' Onion, though. Oh yeah, that that will bring me to my my directly my next question. So you settle with Wendy's here. Um, do you have a favorite like fast casual? Um, I don't know if you would even call it fast casual, but like the caliber of like Outback, like you mentioned. Yeah, we Applebee's. we talked about this undebated. I go with Olive Garden. Olive Garden, okay. I'm I'm a bread, and then you give me some of their chicken parm. I'm in. Yeah, dude, if any like military people are ever talking shit to you, you can just tell them that you've done several tours of Italy. So you can just yeah. like, let them fucking <laughs> chill out. Um yeah, the, yeah, man. Olive Garden's good. Do you have a go-to thing there? You said that you said something there. I'm a chicken parm guy, man, wherever I go for the most part. If it's decent, that's that's my go-to. Chicken parm, okay. Have you ever had chicken parm with fettuccine alfredo instead of the red noodles? Yes. Yeah, that's the fucking Big way fan. to go. Yeah. Big fan. Do you uh have you ever been a Dairy Queen? Oh, I grew up on Dairy Queen, okay. man. I used to love the blizzards. There's nothing better than a good blizzard. And I really I I will um ask for my money back if they don't turn it upside down in front of me cuz they do That's that at it. every store here. Oh, my dude, my aunt, the aunt that we were just talking about used to go nuts on them if they didn't do it right. She'd send it back like six times. And I'll never forget my my uncle goes, he's like, "I want it female." And and the lady's like, what's that mean? And she goes, it means he wants no nuts. And then so the lady makes it. And what's on top of the fucking thing? Nuts. Oh, so my yeah. aunt grabs it and goes, Dan, you said no nuts, right? And the girl's, and the girl's like, no, he didn't. He, he said he wanted a female. And she said, yeah, that's no nuts. So she took the nuts, <laughs> scraped them off, and just slammed them on the counter. And they went everywhere. Damn. It was I don't hilarious. know if I would go that far. But hey, I'll take it, dude. I, I would not. Uh, I would have her back if she did that. Oh, it was funny. It was all, oh, uh, yeah. Good so time. when I, but yeah, I'm, I'm down on Dairy Queen. That's, that would be my go to if they had them up here. Did they have the food in those two? Like the food? Cause they don't burgers. serve food. Oh, their burgers are top. They used to be good. Yeah. They don't serve the food at any of these ones here that I know of, but the chicken basket with the little garlic toast on the side. Okay. Phenomenal. I'll mess um, that up. Yep. My go to at Dairy Queen is the peanut butter parfait, though. I stand behind it. It's the far, the, the best. And obviously, you know, she wanted it female. Uh, you know, your uncle would want it female. 
Yeah. I, I will take all my shit with nuts. Always. Yeah, like, I'm with you. I'm going Snickers. I love nuts. You like a Snickers blizzard? Yep. Okay. Have you had the Sonic blasts? Yes. Okay. They're far better, in my opinion. With the whipped cream, it's a touch. Now they are. Yeah. Well, that's the game changer right there. You throw some whipped cream in, and now we're talking. I ask for extra whipped cream always. When I'm with you. Sonic. Yep. Double yeah, whip, please. Dude. Get a get a little a little whipped cream in each bite. Do you have a favorite fried chicken joint? Uh, we're talking the big three here: Chick Fil A, Popeyes, uh, KFC. We'll throw churches in the mix as well. I'll take Chick Fil A out of those. The only reason is uh, Popeyes. It, when we were in college in Providence Mall, was the most disgusting shit ever. It wasn't even chicken. Uh, and then KFC, they've already admitted it's not chicken. And yeah, yeah, I can't fuck with that. Okay. Um, these maps always get me here. Let's see. This one looks a little less biased. So where are you exactly? So yeah, Maryland. we're Duncan. That makes sense. Duncan and Papa John's up here. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Massachusetts. My bad. I, I said Maryland. Um, yeah, Duncan. Man, it's like I got headquarters say, of Duncan up here. Their coffee sucks ass, dude. So does their everything but their donuts sucks. Their bagels are terrible. Yeah, their coffee's average. And yeah, I told you about my problem with Duncan one time. I I I took a small piece of plastic out of my my turkey sausage. I thought I was being healthy by getting the turkey sausage. They call it the power breakfast sandwich. Uh, yeah, I won't eat any of that shit from any of those places unless that's your specialty. Like even McDonald's. You start messing around with their breakfast sandwiches now? No thanks. Yeah, man. I don't know. The egg white um, McMuffin isn't that bad. Um, I do try and be healthy when I go to these kinds of places. But do you have a favorite breakfast spot? Um, and I don't want to keep you all day here, but I do enjoy talking. We don't about have food. a breakfast spot. We have what we do up here is go to the local delis and get breakfast sandwiches. So I, I love a good bacon, egg, and cheese okay. uh, with uh, hash brown and some hot sauce. Yeah, dude, a hash brown. Do you pre- do you prefer the hash brown um, undercooked or overcooked? Cr- crunchy as hell. Crunchy, okay. Yeah. Yeah, people are psychotic when they like it overdone. Have you ever been to a Rainforest Cafe? They're lovely. No. As a kid. Dude, never as even a heard kid. It. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, no, they have they had one in the mall down here. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, no, a rainforest cafe is a good time as a child. They got all the trees and everything in there, and it looks like you're in a jungle. It's a nice atmosphere, but you're literally getting Hardee's style food for, yeah. for fucking Ruth's Chris prices. Well, that's like uh medieval times. You ever been there? No, dude. But you know what? Is it is that up there where you're at, or is it only in California? I don't know. We hit it up when we were down in Florida. I remember as a kid. And that's <laughs> okay. a fucking trip, man. It's in the Cable Guy movie, right? That's where. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. They give you your color and you have to go in there and root for your color. And dude, and then they bring you out like a whole fucking chicken and but no silverware. And as a kid, you're like, well, how do I eat this? Like they just drop a whole chicken in front of you. And uh, yeah, you're drinking out of like old ass heavy silver mugs. And were you yeah, a kid when the only time that you went there? Yeah, so yeah, it was I was probably, probably like nine or ten when we went there. It was probably a pheasant that they gave you because that's what I heard it is. I don't know though, but I heard it was like either a pheasant or a Cornish game hen. Looking at that now, it pro- that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. you ate the whole thing, right? Like you, it was a little get... scrawny. Yeah, yeah, it okay. wasn't much to eat. That's for sure. And you'll usually get soup or some shit as a you side. Get soup, you get bread, and usually like a p- mashed potato or something like that. 
Yeah, dude, describe medieval times for those that don't know, because I just heard about this the other day. Yeah, so what it is is you go into essentially an arena, right? And and what you have is you have uh sides laid out, and in the middle is a big dirt area where the knights joust and they put on this whole medieval performance. And so as you're going in there, you're assigned a color, and there's four colors, I believe. They might have grown it to more now. And the color is your team. That's your night that you root for. And uh, they have these matches while you're just eat. They bring out food, you know, throughout the night. And there's just jousts going on. They have a jester that comes out and performs. It's like an old and they call it medieval times. Everything is like supposed to be like time specific. And it's wild, man. People get there's some people that get really into it. You get some little kids that start screaming like when their knight gets killed and they think it's real and the guy's <laughs> really dead and it's pretty funny. But yeah, they get that's what they give you. They give you your meals on like a old school like metal plate, uh metal bowls, metal glasses and no Dude, if no I, silverware. Man, if I ever go there, I am stealing a plate. I'm a klepto maniac. Got to get a I... mug. Mug is the real keeper. Really? Yeah, those mugs are diesel. They're so legit. Oh, so it looks like you get a little half chicken. Yeah, that's okay. They plop on your plate. So I was told it was a Cornish game hen. Um, but yeah, no, that's uh, that's nice, dude. And yeah, it it looks like a good time. Like I wouldn't mind going there as an adult, honestly. Let's see. No, it would be fun because you can get you can drink there. Yeah, and boy, would I drink at a setting like this. Yeah, cash bar service. There you go. Yeah, sponsored by Pepsi. <laughs> um yeah man hey not bad and yeah they oh, have there's a few some locations. locations yeah you've got one in florida california jersey i bet the jersey dirt bags go oh wild, imagine man. that one in lynnhurst new jersey that's gotta be <laughs> oh, illinois geez. texas canada south carolina dc oh there's some pedophilia yeah, i went to the one in Kissimmee, florida in florida okay hey not bad dude yeah no i've never been but i would love to go for sure dude i got you a are... question for you sure KB or Toys R Us? Oh man, I really did like KB Toys. That's a solid question. To be to be fair, um, KB Toys was fun, but I did enjoy Toys R Us the most. Um, so if I had to pick one, it would be Toys R Us. I liked uh, Jeffrey a lot, the giraffe, okay. and um, I, I had good memories, more memories of Toys R Us because my dad would take me to Toys R Us. We had a Toys R Us here long before we had a KB Toys and it was a standalone, you know, brick and mortar store yep. versus KB Toys being a uh, part of the mall. So it was a small location. Um, and, and there's this tweet when Toys R Us shut down that actually made me tear up a little bit. They said, I guess everyone grew up. So we're going out of business. And I was like, oh, fuck. shit. Yeah, I it, that stuck with me. I, I didn't really cry, but I was like, "Fuck, dude!" Yeah, that is that's. I mean, that's good marketing. It makes people know that they fucked up. They're they're willing to sacrifice uh, a good memory and a good time going to the toy store for See, the convenience of Amazon. That was that's some of my you know fondest childhood memories. Right? Is you were good, and mom takes you takes us all to the toy store, and you're like, okay. Is it is tonight the jackpot where I get to pick out more than one toy or is yeah. it just a one toy night? And, you know, it sucks because I did that with my son until Toys R Us finally closed. We yeah. could, you know, he'd have a good week at daycare or he'd have a good week 
at, uh, at, at nursery school. And what do we do? Okay, buddy, let's go. You get to pick out one toy today, your choice. And we just go. And that was it. And and I had as much fun as he did. Just still going and messing around with playing with all the toys, dude. Yeah, all that shit. Man, even as an adult, I still love the, the toy section of a store. Like if it's a good toy section, and and I think that these toy companies know this because they they make adult Lego sets and shit now, you know. Well, and they're making what are they doing? They're bringing back all the toys from when we were kids, and now they're marketing them to our kids and to us at the same time because they have like the cheap ones that they can play with, and then they have the collector's edition that yeah. people buy and they keep them in a box and shit like that. Yeah, my favorite section in a store now. Now that I'm thinking about it, is like near the technology section in a Target. They have all like the pop figures and all those like pop culture. Yep. Uh, the Funkos. Yeah, the Funkos, those adult toys. Like they have like Alien vs. Predator, like realistic looking toys. Yep. And dude, there's a store here in the Tucson Mall that has like like horror movie action figure toys and, you know, Simpsons like massive action figures. Like I'm talking like four feet tall Homer Simpsons and stuff that you can buy for a couple hundred bucks. And it just like if I had a bunch of money, dude, like I'm talking millions of dollars here at this point, dude, I would buy so many of my old toys that I used to play with and just look at them like it's just something dude, about that was my them. that was my goal, man. I wanted to I wanted to take a basement and just fill it with nostalgia. Yeah. You know, take old toys, old you know, movie posters, all that shit, old baseball cards and just litter the walls with it. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the 40 year old virgin movie. Oh, yeah. But that's a great the, movie. The way that that guy lives, I don't think that he would be a virgin at all because, like, dude, the, the guy's house was full. He's loaded now with all those figures. Yeah. Yeah. That's a dope ass little, uh, little spot. But yeah, I don't man. know about you, but were you big into posters in your room and stuff? That was like big growing up as a kid and, and in college was making sure you had the right posters on your wall. Uh, no, I mean, we, we have a, a store here called Spencer's that has some cool posters. Uh, Spencer's gifts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we, we have those kinds of posters, but no, man, I wasn't into them. I, I would mostly draw on my walls, to be honest. Like I would take Sharpies and draw, yeah. like I, I was always into art. My dad's an artist. So he would let me, you know, see, I was around. into art, but I'm the most unartistic person ever. So I just buy like cool blacklight posters and throw the blacklights on and, or we'd splash some like Clorox on the walls and look yeah. at it in the black light and shit like that. Yeah, dude. So, so you were big into posters though? Just, yeah. Like that was the thing back then. Like it was covering our walls with posters. Nice. Yeah. Now, so did you have like, a, oh man, the street look at, shark? Look at that. The street shark. Yeah. So, this is that store I was telling you about, dude, because yeah, the nostalgia stuff is huge. And I mean, this guy at this store has all these toys. Look at these freaking Ninja Turtles, dude. The, the old school Ninja Turtles from the nineties. Well, that's yeah. the the Olympic basketball team from the Olymp the 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 Dream Team. Yeah, ninety two. Yeah, dude. And he's dressed. <laughs> he's dressed as like Jordan. Oh, the homies. Do you remember the homies? Homies. Yeah, that was just that was a little after my time, but my neighbor kids definitely collected those. Yeah, they were cool, dude. Dude, those Batman figures. I had all of them. Oh okay. my god, even the orc. He Where's the orc? orc. Where's all the orc these at? guys? This was this was like this is like a revisiting my childhood right here. Oh, where's Actually, the orc? 
Orcus from He-Man. This guy? The oh yeah, that guy. Okay. Yeah, no, that's yeah. He had I, like a he had if you see that thing behind him, that that staff, yes. what you did is you stuck it in his back and then you pull it out fast and he had like uh what are they called? Wheels on the bottom of him and oh, by pulling no. it, it would make him move. <laughs> that's sick. Yeah, dude, these kinds of toys. I mean, like, like, oh, look at that. That's a GI Joe little the loot bag. Hell yeah, I had those. Yeah, man, those are birthday birthday party bags. Pez dispensers. You guys fuck with those? Oh yeah. The problem was I'd eat all the Pez and I couldn't let it be full. Yeah, I yeah I I... oh shit something. Do you remember the Moonies from people's car? They had they what they would do and and this again is from my my fucking wonderful aunt. They had these little fat guys and you would uh they had suction cups on them. You stick it to your window of your car and as like people as you drove by people you could like squeeze it and the guy would pull down his pants and moon the people oh no dude that's awesome though. oh it was classic <laughs> 80s just straight dirt humor but yeah we had those those were hilarious in our minivan that's sick yeah no that's dope man man i'm just looking at these toys Ooh, look oh at the that. brutus the barber beefcake hell yeah wwe oh up here right on the first one yeah that's, i mean that's those are the retarded ones, though. Those guys only didn't bend right. You couldn't really wrestle with them. Yeah, man. Look at the fucking robe and shit. Yeah, I mean, the, these kinds of stores that are That thing cool. right above, if you go two lines up, I think, right above Dick Tracy. Yeah, right above him. You see that uh, action figure? What were they called? The uh, starting lineups. That's it. Yeah, starting lineup sports figures. I yeah, still man. have some. Holy Do shit. Do you? Yeah, in my son's room, I got him. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I have one set because it's because I was named after my dad was real original. He was reading a book on the Milwaukee Braves at the time I was born. So he named me Matthew Aaron after Eddie Matthews and Hank Aaron. <laughs> so I they actually made a starting lineup of Eddie Matthews and Hank Aaron. And I remember my grandfather sent it to me and I still have it. Damn, dude. Man, I'm trying to think of the coolest like collectible I have. I have this uh it's an Undertaker cup. Like it's it's literally man, I wish I had it in here. But it's like it's literally it's shaped like the Undertaker. It's his body <laughs> and it's a That's cup awesome. with a straw, dude. And I found it at a thrift store for like five bucks. And this shit's worth like I think it's like sixty bucks now. Nice. But it's just kind of fun to like go around and look for some of this stuff, dude, and like these fucking trolls were so weird, man. There was a I lady at my them. They yeah, always creeping a... the fuck out. I don't understand. They're it's... always naked. Nobody ever had clothes on their fucking troll. Well, that's the thing. It's like a pedophile thing. My mom, uh, her one of her coworkers at her old place had a, a office full of them. Yeah, it was so weird. That's like my mom got into Beanie Babies. Remember that shit? Yeah, those things are weird as fuck too. It was like a cult following. Yeah, it was very strange. We were getting in fights over Beanie Babies. Beanie Babies were going for like thousands of dollars. Yeah, dude. Dude, that's another one of my vices. I have every Michael Jordan jersey made. Really? Yeah, every version of the Chicago. I have the Chicago Bulls pinstripes. I have black. I have white. I have 23. I have 45. I have Wizards. Do you have like some of these kinds though? Like this one that I'm hovering over here, this Jordan Megaprint script thing? Like, no, I never got into the fake shit. I was always into the like the actual jerseys, like the champion ones and shit like that. 
the fucking bootleg ones now are worth so much. It's wild. Oh, they're ridiculous. Some of them are a couple hundred be- hundred bucks a piece. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, I've nah. seen some selling for a thousand. That's nice. Right that there. David Robinson jersey right there was the hardest thing to get ever. Right below, down one, under, down, uh, no, down. Uh, it's outside the screen right now. Oh, oh, up. Uh, it's the Spurs number 50 right there. That thing, when he first came out, that was so hard to get. Cause I remember a buddy of mine was like the biggest David Robinson fan and could not get that shirt. Really? Yeah. For man, some so- reason. Yeah. It's interesting how, like, what gets huge and what and why, you know. It, it's fun to look at this stuff, man. It's crazy. But, um, but yeah, man, no, I think that, you know, th- this kind of stuff is always fun to talk about, dude. And, like, the food shit is always cool, you know. You didn't really have any too trashy food. So I appreciate that. I think you're the first. The, the, the weirdest thing you had was the, uh, the pie, which I keep Yeah, we would do a, my, my ghetto food, like, when we had to feed ourselves, we'd make the, what we, just cheese bagels we'd toast a bagel throw a slice of american cheese on it and then squirt some ketchup in the middle and smash it together and that was our sandwich to go hey that's not too bad though you know i, I, no. I mean we've got i mean well fucking... the peanut butter and mayo is pretty trashy that my father ate that's but, yeah, true i was trying to i was trying to think into some stuff it's more just bad cooks that i had in my family that i just couldn't <sighs> eat the shit it wasn't necessarily like a disgusting meal it was just they couldn't perform well, you should actually be happy that you didn't have. I mean, Davy Wavy so far has taken the cake when it comes to trash bag food, uh, the stuff that he would eat, uh, zoodle sandwiches and whatnot. Yeah, I, I think that you should be proud that you haven't had things like that. Um, but, you know, it it gives I think that this is kind of a look behind the way that people run their shows, r- operate their life. It's just kind of like an an, an inside look into what they uh you know kind of started out doing you haven't been caught having sex by your mom or your dad uh that's a first on the show as far as i know i didn't ask adam that question um i think you're the only one that i know that's had a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich so that is a good point um let's see if i got anything else today i mean it's hard to really determine if you're a trash bag or not honestly i think that you were were on the we were on the fringe like i was i could have it depended it could very, go either I way. Was, I was right on that line. It was a very fine line because, and I felt it growing up. Like we were, there was times when I felt like we were kind of a white trash family, and then other times where I'm like, ah, well, we're at least we're not as bad as them, you know. And there <laughs> were a couple other families that were worse than us, but it was like, you know, that was the '80s, though. You know, now looking back, I'm like, yeah, we had it. I guess good for the '80s. You know, we didn't get robbed. We our house never burnt down. You know, we had food on the table at all times, and so it was a different time, though. You know, parenting was at a minimum back then. How often are you drinking out of the hose as a kid? Oh, that was we didn't go inside for drinks. No way. Okay. No, that thing, that thing, that was our savior. Did you have any asshole friends that would put their mouths directly on the, the hose? Oh, of course. Deep throats. Yeah. Deep okay. throats. Always, but they got lashings for it. If you got caught deep throating, you got you had to stand against the wall and get pegged. Really? By, by a ball. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, everybody in the group, whoever was there, got to line up. And we all got we counted three. You had to stand against the wall, back hands on the wall and just got blasted. Did you guys ever play games where you were trying to like hit each other's nuts with either a ball or Oh hands. We did Jimmy tap all the Slap. time. That was okay. a constant game. You always had to have your head on a swivel. 
Okay. And did you guys ever do that game too? Or of was course. That... Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. know if that was necessary because we caught that late in my high school years. So I didn't know if that was maybe something that you yeah, guys that were thing, fucking That with. had been going on for a while. Yeah. Okay. Look at look down here. Oh, I caught you looking. Yeah. And then you fucking Oof. rock them. Two, and then you get two for flinching on top of it. That's very true. Yeah. that That's uh gospel rules right there, man. Dude, so many different things. It's It's funny. It's crazy to think too that people, you know, you said you graduated in 97, right? Yep. So this is just over. I mean, so you're talking 12 years before I graduated. It's not that different of an upbringing, dude, at all. You no. know, it, it's very, very similar. We're on opposite sides of the country. Um, And then, again, even talking with Davey, who grew up around the same time you did in a different country altogether. Yeah, it's in the same continent directly to the north of the United States, but. Dude, we're all growing up the same way. And that's kind of interesting to me that there's like a lot of relatable things to to everyone's story. And I bet you if I talked with someone over in fucking like Italy or the UK or something, it would be pretty similar, maybe a few years behind just because of how the culture moves. But it's just interesting, man. Now I, I, what's crazy is now wait like 10, 15 years and talk to my son's generation because that's when... It's you're not going to know because their whole existence now is electronic for the most part. Yeah. You know, and his childhood is so much different than mine. Like I can't send him outside by himself in my apartment complex, you know, like I would as a kid. Normally, if this was me, I'd be out there on my bike riding around. I'd find kids in the neighborhood to gather up and go do shit like we can't do that anymore. Yeah, and because and it's not only that, like not enough parents want their kids to be outside, right? That, that's that's it. Not enough parents would even let them go, right? And I've done it. Like I'll do it with parents where I'm like, hey, I'm gonna be down at the ball field and I'm gonna have the kids just play a game. I will I will supervise, but just drop your kids off and leave. Let the kids figure it out. They're gonna do all the umpiring. They're gonna do make all the rules. They're gonna if there's a fight, they have to work it out and figure it out. I'm not doing anything. I'm just there to make sure no pedos come by and try and snatch any of them. Yeah. And some parents are real hesitant to even do that. And it's like, wow, man, like I'm offering you like a free sitter service for two hours and you're even rejecting that. But that's the way times are, man. People are very hesitant about letting their kids out of their view. It's so weird, man, because they might be skeptical of like what your intentions are of that. And it's shitty that we're in that place as a country, right? Like, to, oh, no, to these think- are people I know. And these are people that are good with me that like they would normally, but it's just like the the kid doesn't want to go do it. Right. There's like, oh, there's no supervision. Like nobody's running it. Like, no, the kids run it. Let the kids do it. That's what they don't get. Like they don't under everything has to be structured and run by an adult in, in today's day and age. By the kids standard or by the parents standard or parents, both? it seems, you know, and, and kids are like kind of like if you, you get a group of kids and you let them, you say, go figure it out. They'll do it. But if really? you, you know, if you want to intervene and, and be and control every move, I don't see the point in that. Huh? It will be really, really a, a bad day for the future of, of humanity when kids don't want to be uh, unsupervised anymore. When, yeah. when, when kids are like, no, we, we prefer to be watched by an adult. That's when we're fucked. Well, yeah. Like when I when I tell my son, go outside and he says no to me. I know I'm in big trouble, you know, mm-hmm. like, no, what am I going to do out there? Cause even, you know, he was, uh, like five when we moved up here. So up until he was five, he had, you know, an acre and a half of property to run around. I had a huge play set for him out there. 
And uh, so it was, you know, if we ever had a slow moment at the house, it's like, go outside, buddy, and figure something out. And dude, I'd go out there five minutes later and find him, you know, with a stick and digging a hole and doing something cool that, you know, you can't really do. Most parents don't do. They're like, they they just don't do it anymore. Sucks. I wonder what what changed with all that stuff, man. Because, yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, my dad was working when I because he worked from home. My dad was working from the house when he'd tell me to go outside. And it wasn't even like they'd have to tell me to go. I would want to go outside. That was my thing. I didn't want to be inside, you know, like it was punishment for us, especially in the summertime to have to be inside. It's like we were missing out from what was going on outside. Yeah. Now it's the opposite. They want to be inside so they don't miss what their friends are doing inside. It's the video game culture. It's a lot of that stuff. But then, like, you can't even tell your kids not to play video games because they see people making millions and millions of dollars playing video games. Yep. And social media. I mean, they're even using so my niece is 10 and does like TikTok videos. The one playing uh, baseball plays softball. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, She makes TikTok videos just her like dancing to different stupid dances or whatever it is. But it's like, man, this is what they're into already. And think of the criticism like she doesn't have. She, it's all private so only certain people can see it and stuff but i'm like think about these kids that are already putting themselves out there to yeah. like criticism and bullying and all that shit because we see it at you know in our world think about the way it is for kids that's that sucks dude if there was a youtube channel or an instagram i i think tiktok's all fake but i think like if there was a channel somewhere that it was literally a kid today doing the shit that like you know we used to do Going out, playing baseball. Oh, the videos would be banned. You think so? Yeah. Some of them, you know, like starting fires in the woods and just doing shit like that. They'd probably they'd probably strike you for violence or threats. Yeah, maybe don't start fires, but like, you know, like build jumps, like, you know, dirt jumps for your yeah. bike and shit like that. Playing baseball. I mean, yeah, man, it's uh, it's very interesting to see how things are going. But, you know, we'll see, man. We'll see. Um I don't know if we if I'm leaving out any questions that I had for you other than just like, you know, more food stuff. But, dude, it's it's been fun just kind of shooting the shit and getting into some like, like random shit, you know, fun stuff. Yeah, um, I love what you're doing with this show because this is cool, man. I love listening to these. Thanks, man. So many like conspiracies you can listen to and where you need a break and you just want something entertaining. And these things are fun as hell, man. You're kind of like you said, a little look behind the curtain. And a little bit, you get to know the person a little bit more as, you know, as much as they want to present. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I try not to pry too much, but I try to get enough out of like whoever is, you know, it, it's uh, it's shady sometimes asking people like their relationship with their parents and any of this stuff. So I try not to pry, but it is it is kind of fun to see like what you can get out of people and, and just the stuff that they want to share. Um, plug your stuff real quick. And then I got one final question for you. And right. uh, and then we'll we'll move on. But yeah, dude, no, I appreciate you doing this. You've been generous with your time, man. We talk once a week, so um, you know, at minimum, usually we'll talk about like UFC fights and shit, which we didn't get into. That's a, a big dirtbag sport on its own. But maybe that's and you missed my big dirtbag is my WWE. We'll have to come back for that one. My WWE obsession as a youngster. Oh, dude, we can get into that now if you want. I mean, I don't uh, know if you. If it's yeah, no, be a- that was my that was my childhood was wrestling and because my my grandfather was into it. My dad was into it. Not like actual wrestling, like wrestling is what my grandfather called it. The WWE type shit. Yeah. 
And dude, we'd watch, we'd sit down and watch all the events, all the pay, you know, pay-per-views, everything. It was like a big deal for WWE. So, was it the and, 80s wrestlers, like the fat ones? 80s and 90s. It was like, no, it wasn't the the fat, fat ones. Like, you know, I got into that because that was like, you know, when Hogan slammed uh, Andre the Giant, I remember, I'll never forget that as a kid. And, you know, my dad used to get into boxing too, because boxing was so big. We used to watch the Tyson fights. Yeah. And I remember as a, you know, little kid staying up till like midnight to see this Tyson fight. And then it, thank God it only lasted like 30 all 10 seconds. Second, yeah, yeah. All 10 seconds of them. But yeah, even W, I mean, WWE was big. We used to, you know, try and make, build our own rings and jump off stuff and pretend we were wrestlers and all that shit dude yeah the wrestling shit is so funny man it is one of those things i didn't realize it was fake until i was a teenager you know and then yeah i didn't until same like it was probably it was a good while because i you know back when i used to watch it too there was a lot of blood you know, this was in the blood and gore era where these guys were cutting themselves on the regular and, you know, they had wrestling magazines that you could read and, and everything. So what there wasn't an internet, so you could get it all the time, but there were other ways. I mean, we got, like I said, my dad described to a couple wrestling magazines. It was everywhere. And it's funny because when I got to like high school, I got out of it. I was yeah. like, yeah, this stuff is stupid. And then my son got into it probably about two or three years ago. And ever since now, we're kind of back. That's like kind of one of our things is just we watch wrestling every now and then together, especially like the pay-per-views. And uh, and he's into it. Like he watches YouTube channels on old wrestling. Like he'll tell you anything about wrestlers when I was growing up. Like now he's like an encyclopedia of wrestling now. That's so funny, dude. Okay, so who's your favorite wrestler, dude? All time. We're talking all time. Ooh, I would go. I got. Let's see. Ultimate Warrior and Sting are my two favorites. What era was this in? Uh, Ultimate Warrior is eighties and nineties. Sting is from like the nineties all the way up. He still wrestles a little bit today in offshoot orgs. Okay, I'm trying. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm trying to find some uh, images here of the these Ultimate guys. Warrior is the prototype of steroids. Okay. Um, yeah. So this this dude was so unathletic, but he and the worst wrestler. Like most of his matches never went more than like five minutes because he couldn't wrestle. He was really? just a a personality, and not even that. He couldn't even really act. It was just he'd come in. He'd shake the ropes, everybody be going nuts, and then he'd kick some ass, and that was it. Fight's over. That's so funny, dude. Brock Lesnar, I forgot about him. So those are your two. Oh, favorites, dude, huh? he just had a crazy match this weekend. He brought a tractor down and he lifted the ring up with the tractor and dumped the guy out of it. And then he left it so the ring was up probably like eight, ten feet in the air on an angle. Really? They do some wild stuff, man. I don't know how they get away with some of this shit. I mean, it's cool, man, and and kids seem to love it. I think that when the adults, so you, how do you feel about it now? I now, I it's more entertaining than it's ever been for me now. Like <laughs> I, I, I get so much of a kick watching my son get so you know jazzed up about it, and he gets all pumped up watching the matches. And you know, I bought him one of those like he's got like a four foot uh, jujitsu wrestling dummy that's like stuffed with you know stuffing so it weighs like 10 12 pounds and yeah. he uses that as his wrestling partner and he'll be jumping off the couch you know slamming it and throwing it around the apartment 
He's into the video games. It's I mean, it's hilarious. They got yes. everything now. So then let's talk about like from the new wave of wrestlers like Stone Cold, Steve Austin, The Rock, uh, The Rock. Yeah. And maybe that's not the new wave. Maybe it's like Roman Reigns and stuff. But let's talk about that era. Um, What was that like? early 2000s yeah and see that's the crazy part i'm learning my son knows more about that era than i do that's when i left was like late 90s early 2000s and that's when it took off that's like the john cena uh triple h erico ddp sean yeah sean michaels and triple h okay and now a lot of these guys are like working in it now they're like referees or you know president of wwe and or servers at diners yeah, if they're still alive, most of these guys don't make it past fifty. All the yeah. steroids, especially the old guys, the steroids just killed them. The Undertaker's my dog, dude. He's one of my favorites of all time. I need to go far. get this. I need to go get this thing to show you this stupid fucking thing that I have of of uh, the Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Jeff Hardy, Triple H, John Cena, Randy Orton. I haven't heard of some of these guys. This is a very modern list. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he was holding two belts. That's nice. Kane. Yeah. Kane and The Undertaker. Kurt Angle, McFoley, Batista, the big show, dude. He was dope. He's awesome. Booker T, I remember him. Yeah. RVD, Robin oh, Dam. Dude, some of these girls were so hot. Yeah. Did you see, though, the craziest part is they'd have the guys beat up the girls. Yeah. Well, there's a documentary, I forget where we watched it, but it was about Randy Savage. And oh, someone, he's a piece of shit. Well, but it's interesting. Yeah, and, and when the when Hulk started getting involved with like their relationship, right? They made it seem like um Randy Savage's chick was obsessed with the Hulk, right? Yep. So uh or does he go by the Hulk or just Hulk Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan. Okay. Or it depended. At one point he went by Hollywood Hogan and all this different shit when he was part of the New World Order. Yeah, no shit. Okay. So um there was this whole documentary about how like he would actually like be really upset with that chick um while this was like part of the story of the WWF or whatever it was. And then also like Vince McMahon, how much of a piece of shit he is. Yeah. And, you know, but there's like Dana White was saying, like, you have to be like that in order to be as successful with something like the WWF as he was. It takes kind of a maniac psychopath to be that good at that stuff. Yeah, You have to be able to take it, use and take advantage of people. Right? Yeah, because that's the only way you're going to get success is at, at the expense of others. So everybody's expendable in his eyes. And that's how he built that company. Yeah. Yeah. And it's created a lot of happiness for a lot of people but yeah it's and it's, it fucked him in the end because he just lost the company he just had to he had to give it up is his daughter running it though or no? yeah his daughter and triple h are running it now okay and they brought in one other guy from outside to do it to help too but yeah i mean but that's all this stuff i mean you look at all these guys and they all played with fire with the steroids and and uh, and it bit a lot of them. I mean, a lot of them. I mean, look at Scott Steiner there at 54. That guy is big Papa pump. That guy is the, the poster child. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy. A lot of these people are dead. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's fucked up. Shane McMahon. Okay. Yeah. No, it's fun to look at something. Was this the guy that would shake uh shake his ass in people's faces, Umaga? Yes. Yep. He put his ass in their face in the corner. And shake his ass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's fucked, dude. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, some of the stuff was weird, man, but you know There is a lot of that. There's a lot of that creepy shit. There's a lot of like symbolism and they use a lot of uh characters to to portray shit that's like really fucked up. like they've had nazi characters before they've had all sorts lots of gay guys like gold dust wanted to get fake boobs really implanted he wanted to really get breast implants who's that for his character uh gold dust is dusty rhodes's son dustin rhodes oh boy he's this guy who came out as like he was kind of like one of the first like trans wrestlers kind of his character was <laughs> Hey, you know, I guess if you're making money, Dude, everybody's got though. a niche, man, you know, yeah. and they find it. And if you can, if you can make them some money, they will gladly exploit you. Yeah, man. Yeah. But dude, it was the wrestling... good. I mean, back in the day, you had two, two things too. You had WWE, which was Vince McMahon's up Northern wrestling. And then down South, you had world championship wrestling, which was WCW. And that was on Ted Turner's network. And they competed like hell for not only the talent, but their shows. They competed against each other. And it that was like the heyday of wrestling because you had good guys on either side that were just like matches all the time were great. Yeah, because they were they were clashing. And then I don't know when that turned from WWF to WWE. When was, it was that after the, the World Wildlife Foundation f- filed against them? Was that really what it was? Yeah. Yeah, it was some patent thing they they violated or something like that. So they gave it up. They're like, fine, we'll go to entertainment. Plus, they were trying to tell people that kind of that it wasn't wrestling because they were getting sued for that, too, that it was supposed to be real and stuff like that. And they're like, no, this is entertainment, guys. So they wanted to keep it as an entertaining thing. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I've got I've got this. Uh, this is the Undertaker mug. Right oh, here, look at dude. that thing. It's That's nice. dope. It's got a straw, little water bottle. Yeah, it's the, yep. so you, you take his head off and you unscrew it, and yeah, yeah dude, it's, it's a great collectible right there. Yeah, it's from nineteen ninety eight. Is it plastic or ceramic? It's plastic. Okay. Yeah. See if it was ceramic. Now you're talking. Now you got like a legit. Oh yeah. Well, this is. I mean, dude, uh, just imagine someone though, like an adult at the at the gym, like exercising, and this is their water bottle. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. It's dope. I think it's even scarier is the adult who like keeps it on the shelf and like talks to it and shit. And that's me. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it is on my balls. No, it's on my shelf. It's next to my Sasquatch bobblehead doll. Dude, I'd have that up there. That's a sick collectible. My son would love that. That's one of his favorites is a taker. Really? Oh, yeah. He's big into the older guys, man. Like he loves taker stone cold, the rock. Uh, he, he likes, you know, cause in his video games now they have all the old wrestlers too, or a lot of them. So that's how he became real familiar. Plus he watches daily YouTube videos on it. Well, shit. He'd probably like it more than me. Let me know when his birthday is. I'll send it to you guys. <laughs> if he'd like it that much. I I mean, I, it just sits on my table. I don't know if you'd want to use it. I found it at a thrift store. Oh, hell no. You can just have it sit on, have it sit on a fucking uh, You're shelf. playing with fire right there, right? Yeah, dude. Let me know when his birthday is. I'll shoot it over to him, man. Mm-hmm. Send it to you guys. You guys can keep the fucking Undertaker. 
This is the first time I've shown it to anyone, so it's that not like is, I've. That's hilarious, man. It's not, yeah, dude, it's so funny. He's I'm got so the... pissed because I had all that stuff when I was little. You know, not like that, but like all sorts of action figures and like collectible glasses and stuff. We got over that all are gone. Yeah, it sucked, dude. I had a uh, the full set of Pokemon cards. Um, I still have Charizard, which is worth like a thousand dollars. That's a keeper. Yeah. I have that. I have some Japanese holographic cards, um, but I had the full set, like I, 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 an absolute full set of Pokemon cards. I had these things called cop rods yep. that were hot. Do you remember those? I heard of them. Yep. They I were, remember I they a, were like a big thing and they were tough to get. They were kind of hard to get. I mean, I had the full collection. It was like certain cities. Um, It was weird how they didn't. It wasn't every city and it wasn't even major cities. Like they didn't have a Phoenix car, but they had a Tucson car. And it would be like a, a, a hot rod that would represent that city. And it was painted like the cop cars of that city. No, so shit. like, that's cool. Yeah, it was kind of dope, dude. And then like, I started hating the cops as a rebellious teenager. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to sell these. And then I, now I wish I had them. Yeah. But I'm trying to think of other collectibles I had. I had all the Star Wars toys with the chips that you yep. held under the thing. Um, There was some good little collectibles out there man but yeah i wish that i had all these things still so many yeah, good like things. ours were star wars man if you had those in the box still that's a that's a retirement plan you know any of the he-man stuff or transformers all that stuff that we used to play and and we weren't thinking back then about saving that shit as soon as we got it in our hands we were ripping it out of the box and ready to play with it yeah um i'm trying to see what the rarest toys ever would be um I know that the Beanie Babies, my mom had a Princess Diana bear, and those are worth a lot, like a lot, a lot. Yeah. Um, let me see. Um, Because, yeah, dude, I told her that she fucked up by selling that when she did. Yeah, my mom did the same thing. My mom had probably a couple thousand Beanie Babies, and at one point, she just got rid of them all. I was like, what are you doing? You You had a small fortune there. Yeah, the Beanie Baby. So the rare one, it's gonna, of course, going in backwards fucking order. So it's gonna Aww. take us forever. But yeah, no, um, you can easily sell one of the Princess Diana bears for a thousand or fifteen hundred. But yeah, look at them right there. I mean, forty two hundred for that one millennial bear. Yeah, yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, dude. So, but this was the Lady Die bear, and this is the year that she died. Was when they gave when they started selling that. Yeah. But um, I've seen those go for like two million bucks. The fucking and I don't know what makes them more rare. The kangaroo. I had that one because I used to collect these fucking things as a kid. Yep. Um, but yeah, the rarest toys. Uh, Lily Letty dolls. That looks terrifying. I haven't those heard of the, that. The precursors to Cabbage Patch dolls. It looks like it's about two hundred and fifty bucks. Um, Scratch the cat. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle action figure. That's yeah, dope. It never came out. It didn't? No. Oh, number in existence, unknown. Yeah, it was supposed to come out. It never came out, and they leaked out. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, Vinyl-capped Jawa. Yeah, the cape Jawa. Yeah, you can't find the one with the cape. Oh, caped, my bad. Okay. President Furby. <laughs> Dude, these the creepy were creepy. Third eye camera. How fucking weird is that? Yeah, those things are weird, man. Uh, Dick Tracy, the blank action figure. Yeah. 
uh, 3,000 in existence. That's nice. See, these things, man, like, again, if I had a lot of money, I wouldn't have a big house. I would have this shit. I'm with you, dude. $7,000 for this fucking thing. Beanie Baby Royal Blue Peanut the Elephant. Who cares, right? Well, that looks like shit, too. It's not even, they don't even have it standing up. It just looks like a dead doll. Uh, Mago Elastic. Oh, this was the shit. The stretchy Batman. Dude, there's two in existence and they go for $15,000. Well, it's from 79. Think about how hard it is to keep any toy from 79. Especially a stretchy thing. It's like filled yeah. with like beans. They used to, remember when they'd explode and you get that shit all over you? Yeah. Ugh. Oh, dude, this is your shit. World's Fair Pez World's dispensers. Fair. Wow. When's that? F- oh, that's an 80s one, huh? 1882, dude. You see that? Huh? Or is that nineteen eighty two? Because I thought it said nineteen eighty two in the writing, but that looks like eighteen right there. Yeah. Uh let's see. Yeah, it says it says nineteen eighty two, but oh, it was made for the hundredth anniversary of it. Mm. That's what it is. There's only two in existence. But am I crazy or is that does that say No, that's it that's for the eighteen eighty two World's Fair, yeah. But they made it in nineteen eighty two as a hundredth year commemorative. Dude, imagine having one of those, like, with the shit that you're into. Dude, that's, yeah, that'd be a hell of a score right there. That's a holy grail. Hot Wheels white enamel Camaro prototype, $100,000. For a car, a toy car. Why? Why? That's so weird. Okay. This is the most rare toy ever. First edition Monopoly set. Wow. That's not even worth as much as the toy above. Uh yeah, true. Hundred thousand dollars for the car. Camaro's like a hundred grand. That's only sixty to eighty. That's weird. Well, this has made the year that uh, Hitler became uh, chancellor yeah. of Germany. So, and it's very interesting how the board used to be round instead of square now. Yeah, you got a compass in the middle. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, you what? can't own a block in this game. You ha- and that's they changed everything that way. Yeah, that's pretty interesting, man. I guess that's when the uh, Monopoly set came out was in 1933. And that's when uh, Rockefeller was still alive and stuff, too. So I think that's why they made that. If yep. I'm not mistaken, it was made after him. Yeah, man, that's that's the kind of fun shit to look into right there. But hey, man, you know, fuck it. I that's guess there's thing, man, toys and TV back then. If I wasn't outside, that's what I was doing. Playing with my toys or watching a TV show. These are the rarest McDonald's toys. Oh, I remember those. Yes, the McBuddies. Yeah. Dude, yeah, the McFurbies. I definitely remember those. McFurbies. Um, Madam Alexander. I don't remember that. Happy Meal Challengeables. The Changeables. Oh, Changeables. Yeah, they were like the Transformers of Happy Meal. Oh, they'd be like a burger or a fry, and then they'd flip into something else. Okay. Fraggle Rock. I, I remember that show. That was a I remember the show. show. I don't remember the. I don't remember the thing. These things are only so as rare as they say these are. A full set is ninety nine dollars only. So it's not like I mean, dude. I remember people would actually like set these things aside. And oh, think who's the this Muscle is... Men? Oh, is that what that was? Uh, Ke- Keshi figures. Keshi figures, huh? Because they made things like that that were called Muscle Men, and they were weird little creatures that you could get i remember playing with as a kid well maybe that'll be number one 
Oh, 100 Years of Disney Magic. I do remember these. Yep. And then the rarest McDonald's toys ever, St. Louis Test Market Transformers. Only in St. Louis, these things were coming out. Those are some cheap-ass Transformers. Yeah, that's why they didn't make it around the country. Interesting. Hey, man. You know that those are that that's what makes the world go around when you're a kid is these fucking toys. So yep, and you'll but. notice them start coming back now. All the shit that we were growing up with comes back out, and they reissue it. Well, dude, they, they used get- to have really good toys in cereal boxes back then too, and they don't. I mean, the the stuff that comes in cereal boxes, if there even is anything, are dog shit. Well, they had to get rid of it at McDonald's now too. You can't get a toy with your Happy Meal. I heard. Really. Yeah, I heard they, I don't know if it's true. I haven't got a Happy Meal lately, but I heard they got rid of toys. Huh. Which kind of defeats the whole purpose of Happy Meals. And the same thing, like you said, the whole point, like there were certain times we'd buy cereals as kid just to get that specific toy. Mm-hmm. The hell with the cereal. We'd, we'd stomach it and just eat it for a couple days, but we wanted that toy. Yeah, man, it sucks, dude. It's they going away from toys. Cards, right? Like on the back of uh, Twinkies. Or ring dings on the back of the box. They used to have baseball cards that you could cut out after you ate the box. And they were yeah, like yeah, collector cards. Yeah, they definitely. Yeah, dude. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not doing these things the right way anymore, man. It sucks. But hey, you know, it's part of it, I guess. When you grow up, these kids would want a fucking phone in their cereal box. Now, yeah. you know, that's, Just give them the, a QR code. They're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little uh, Amazon points or some shit. Give them a virtual toy. That's all they need <laughs> for the metaverse. Well, yeah, man. No, I appreciate doing this, dude. This was a fun one. Definitely my longest one that we've done here so far. And it's just, you know. We, we ran the gamut. We talked about collectible toys, talked about food, talked about the childhood, uh, all the all the good stuff, man. Um, yeah, my bad for getting about the WWE, WWF shit. That's a, that's definitely a significant part of a lot of people's childhood. So definitely appreciate that. But yeah, man, plug your stuff. And then uh, obviously we'll be talking again here pretty soon. But plug plug your info and uh, I'll make sure that, that people know where to find you. All, all my people know where to find you already, but yeah, I was going to say your people probably know I'm at the great deception podcast, whether it's Instagram, uh, YouTube, uh, we have a Patreon now, if you want to, if you want to make a donation, we got that. And then we got merch. So, uh, go to my, uh, Instagram page. And again, you have to type in the great deception and get to like pod or podcast and it hopefully will pop up. And, uh, in there, I got a link tree. You can find all my stuff. Yeah, he usually likes all of my pictures and stuff, too. So if it's tough for you to find him on Instagram, just go to like my pictures and click on see who liked it. And he'll usually be on there for sure. So, um, yeah, you run a good Patreon, too. I'm a subscriber and you you post all the videos for the master debaters, which are fun because we do share some uh, graphics and stuff like that. And And videos um, and stuff. It's always fun. What else do you do on Patreon? Uh, I'll put random stuff like books and stuff like that. And, uh, and I'm also going to start doing like probably a once a month, just open zoom call, you know, not recorded or anything where people can come on. And if they want to talk about a topic or just shoot the shit, I'll have an hour open for that. What do you do? Like you'll share PDF books. You're saying? Yeah, like, oh yeah. I put PDF books on my, on my page. Like That's if, a good uh, idea. Like when I did the, uh, Annie Jacobson, Operation Paperclip. I put that out there. I got Mar since I'm doing Jim Mars's Rise of the Fourth Reich right now. I threw that up there, and just kind of as I'm doing stuff, or if I find an interesting book, I'll just throw it up there, and people want to read it. Great. If not, it's out there. 
That's a good idea, actually. I'm going to probably start doing that. Yeah, good idea. But yeah, I'm a subscriber. You guys should subscribe too. And uh, man, until next time we talk, dude, it was uh, a fun chat. And uh, for the listeners, make sure you check out the Great Deception podcast. It's an awesome show. And, um, you know, it's probably going to get edited out. But uh, when this dummy here cut her finger, she she thinks that you're very smart, Matt. And I agree with her. So um yeah man you keep doing your thing you're you're really doing a great thing over there at the great deception and the monday night masturbators are dope so thanks for all that you do for the the conspiracy community and uh we'll be talking again soon man take care